Welcome to Because We Make, the podcast about making, creativity, and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari, and joining me as always, my good friend and co-host, Ms. Brooke Deneau. Hi, Brooke. Hi, Vincent, and hello to you, the listeners. Yay. Hi, listeners. Hi, everybody. So, so listeners, Vincent ditched us this weekend. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, I thought I might have had the coof. And I didn't want to give everyone at Maker's Workshop going there to just buy some wood. I didn't want to give them the coof. So yeah, it's I was fine. being cautious. No, we totally forgive you. <laughs> I, I had a 99.7 fever Saturday morning, which is probably nowhere near anything to be concerned about. It's just enough to, it's just enough to be annoying that where you're like, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I felt run down. My stomach was a wreck. I was like, uh-oh. No, no. Honestly, I, I'm glad you stayed home because that sounds miserable. And you are welcome up here whenever you want. But one of our listeners left mm-hmm. you a sticker at Maker's Workshop. I heard. Dave from Atomic Airship Works. I'm very bummed, but he was yeah. there on Friday anyway, so he, he would there, have missed me. He was there on Friday, but yeah, he would have missed you either way. It was but, just destined to be that way. Yep, it's. I was so. It was so cool, like seeing the picture, the picture yeah. of you and him, and yeah, you got. You guys look like you had a good time. I mean, there was a lot of. There were a lot of people in the pictures. It, it looked oh good. yeah, we had a great time. And when I tell you on Friday, like we opened the door for the slab sale this weekend, and. <laughs> There was people immediately being like, I made it. I'm so excited. I'm here, which felt really good. Did you get people from far and wide? I'm not really sure. I didn't know to ask. Okay. I was assuming people were local. Um, I was going to ask, but we can ask on the show because yeah. we're we're an open book. How did the new laser stuff go? Did Were people excited oh, about yeah, it? Yeah, people were excited about it. I mean, primarily for the slab sale, people were coming in for the larger chunks, but we sold mm-hmm. a few of the sample packs. And Excellent. The laser-ready sheets we're going to get available online this week. That's the plan nice. anyway. Um, those we can ship, mm-hmm. which is great because we got so many questions of people asking if we could ship slabs. And I'm thinking like, well, we can ship slabs. I just don't know if to. you're going to want me to <laughs> right. when, you, when you hear the price of the shipping. But luckily for the laser-ready blanks, the shipping is much more reasonable. Also, not for nothing, but those slabs, I mean, all right, so you would basically wrap them and stick a sticker on them and probably do them postal or you'd have to i don't know those are heavy like one good drop in their history (laughs) yeah like yeah we've shipped them before but it's a it's just a task and it's pricey so yeah it's but you did have some beautiful stuff like some of the shots like i saw some of them there's some nice figuring and a nice variation you guys had some crazy stuff we have some good stuff and the batch that's currently drying still I don't want to say it's better because I think this batch was really pretty, but like we have this one spalted maple tree mm-hmm. that's currently drying right now and it is so good. <laughs> so, you know, if you didn't make it out to this slab sale, we're planning on doing them moderately regularly um, and just releasing lists of what we have and photos of what we have every time. So, you know, if you didn't make it out to this one, there will be more. I have a feeling you guys are going to end up doing what Belfarist does, which is like the uh, select a board thing. So they basically put yeah. pictures of the boards up and, uh, you know, you can pre you could if you could do local pickup in Michigan. Yeah. So you can pre buy them and go pick them up. We want to try doing Craigslist or eBay. I don't even know how to like it's just I already have so much on my plate that figuring out how to post, you know, individual slabs and things like that. Mm-hmm. I want we want to do that. I just haven't had a minute to even 
give it the mental bandwidth it requires. I think you need a third employee <laughs> at Maker's Workshop. I, uh, I think, wait. I think, um, I know a guy. Oh, yeah. 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 Who? He comes Who? real cheap. Who are we talking about right now? <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm destroying the joke. Okay, it's you guys. Vincent's joking that it's him. <laughs> I mean, you I can know, do a lot of cool stuff for you guys and leave you to the making. If there's one thing I know, it's that explaining a joke always makes it funnier. Yeah, of um, course. It's like it's like biology. You know, cutting yeah. open the frog definitely brings it back to life. We've had times where we've had people working for us and with us and things like that. And ironically, actually, like we kind of paired back right before the pandemic happened and then yada, yada. yada. And we actually have been enjoying having it just be the two of us. It's been refreshing, but it's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> especially when you're ambitious like if you if you're not an ambitious person and you're just happy to stay where you are it's it's very easy to just be mm -hmm. like the two of you and like you know whatever yeah. you know we don't we don't we're good where we are but if you're like i want to do this and this and this and this it's like yeah there's two of us so yeah there's two of us who who <laughs> us me and michael huh yeah we don't do that that's why you have to drag everyone to the by the way if you guys haven't seen it, you should check out the Maker's Workshop YouTube channel because Brooke posted yeah. a cinematic tour de force oh, um, this past week. Um, three videos in a row plus another video today. Uh, no, it's not up yet. I mean, it's oh. going on, we've decided it's going to go up on Wednesday. Oh, I have no concept of anything because I see stuff before it goes. It's well, good. <laughs> I always I always ask for your opinions on I things because you'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of opinions in so, case you guys haven't figured this out. So many opinions. Um, yeah, thanks. I worked really hard on them. So I know. It, it means a lot to hear feedback because it's very different than what we had previously posted on the YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. So I kind of knew that like views and stuff were probably going to be like less and whatever. And I didn't really care, but... But, I know it just worked really hard on it. So it's nice when people are like, wow, that was good. Go to the Makers Workshop YouTube channel and engage with the last three videos. And if you're hearing this on Wednesday, actually, of course, you're hearing this on Wednesday. <laughs> when else would you hear this? Unless you're sitting outside my window right now. So <laughs> go listen and watch all the videos that Brooke put up, all four of them, the mm -hmm. three from the slab sale, the series, mm -hmm. and the extra video that I'm not going to give away what it is. <laughs> Yeah. And watch all of them and comment like all that stuff on all of them. Do all the stupid yeah. algorithm stuff. Just get get them some interaction and engagement it, so it more helps, people see the videos. It helps so much mm -hmm. for, for content creators. Just, you know. Yep. It's free to leave a comment and it helps us out. Even if you're telling us that we're idiots. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, that's uh, <laughs> you're pro you're pro you're probably right. Before we before we get to our guest, one person messaged me last week and told us that um, the link that I put in the show notes for my my laptop just didn't work. And honestly, the link from the Microsoft Store is so impossibly long that I tried to trim it down and it worked on my computer. It might have anyway. It's the Surface Laptop Studio. Um, you could just find it on the Microsoft website. It's um, sorry about the link. I'm not going to bother going back to change it because no one really, I think <laughs> that, that's the one the person spirit. who told us is the one person who clicked it. So, yeah. um, and I don't want to risk some pod, hey. some podcast clients. If I change the show notes, they'll redownload the episode. That's cool. I got, I got a couple people to watch Cyrano. So, Ooh, yeah. We also, we'll get into it. Actually, let's, yeah. let's we bring should, on our guests and we'll we talk probably about, should. <laughs> we should bring our guests cause we, we, we could blab all day. Um, our guest this week, I mean, all right, look, <laughs> this is episode, so dramatic already. It's episode 150. Okay. If you do the math, you realize 150 is divisible by 25. 
And if it's divisible by 25, there's only one person our guest could possibly be. It is the podfather, the inspiration for Because We Make, the one and only Dave Swiduck. What's going on, buddy? Not much. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to get in trouble calling me the one and only, though. You're going to hear feedback on that from somebody we know. I call I call a bunch of people one and only. It's really a bad <laughs> habit. But there was only one Dave Swiduck, right? This You're is not true. like yeah. Dave Swiduck the second. No, no. <laughs> nope, it's just me. Just you. Just you. <laughs> so um this is the first time ever that Dave and Brooke get to meet, which is yeah. also kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes Hi, it... Dave. Hi, Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> which makes it really good that we have video now because we can see each other. It's not just this weird disembodied voice of God. <laughs> Dave does have the voice. I mean, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's yeah. the voice yeah. I have is that, that Minnesota drawl. <laughs> you betcha. So, Dave, it's been i don't know 25 episodes yeah about, <laughs> when about was it? six weeks was it around six weeks no no six months, months rather six was months. it must have been around what thanksgiving thanksgiving last. yeah yeah, yeah. So and it'll been... be around thanksgiving again by my calculations you're going to be the thanksgiving <laughs> episode for the second straight year so holy cow yeah That's you come crazy you're here right after our three-year anniversary celebration mm-hmm. which is really cool yeah. You're right here after the 71,000th, as of this week, download mm. of the podcast. Yes. Um, as the inspiration for this little show, how do you think it's going? <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I don't, no, I'm, I'm kidding. It's going great. This is awesome. I mean, it's, it feels like, I can't believe it's been that long, to be right? perfectly honest with you. Because it doesn't feel like that long ago when, when we were sitting here on episode one, you know, as yeah. you're getting things going. So yep. it's crazy. And it's funny because episode one of this show came, I don't know, what, two weeks after I was on Adventures in Creativity? Yeah, something and, like that. Yeah, and I was like, this is this is fun. I really want to start podcasting again. <laughs> and so I had the idea on Monday. I recorded episode zero on Tuesday, posted it on Wednesday, and the next thing I knew, I had a podcast again. Yeah, and then three years later. Three years later, here it is. So why don't you catch us up on what's gone on since the mm. um, the great Thanksgiving Day visit from Dave? Well, apparently a, a few things have happened. Yeah, it's it's been kind of chaotic. So I ended last year wrapping up my, my foray into original fiction mm-hmm. um, with Mystery Minnesota. And that ended at the end of the year. And starting January, I just decided, you know what, this year is going to be the year to basically any and every idea that I want to try out, anything Mm -hmm. I want to talk about, anything I want to do, it's all going in the feed this year. And so what has gone from just the one, you know, Faded Words, Mystery Minnesota, it's all the AIC Stories podcast, but now there are multiple series running at different times. And I kind of in my mind thought of it like a you know, a mini Netflix for, for a podcast where that one feed is going to have all this different stuff. And now yeah. we're, we're doing storytelling. We're, we're talking about books and reviews and films and we're, you know, breaking down the archive 81 series and just all kinds of stuff. And just, I figured this year, we're just going to have fun, let everything go and, and see what happens and then revisit in a year and see what's going on. So. Yeah, I, I'm really yeah. I'm really impressed by how many different things you have going on now and how they all have their own distinct personality. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really enjoying 
um, the Archive 81 watch along behind yeah. the stream. Beyond the streams, um, yeah. I'm I'm kind of annoyed that it's a weekly show because it's it's, just, it's something I've already finished. Yeah. And in like last week's, you guys were talking about something, and I'm just like screaming, like, "Oh, you guys are going to be so surprised!" You know. <laughs> I know you saw the podcast, but I, you yeah. know, I like that you know you compared it to the podcast and said, "Well, we're basically out of the podcast territory, yeah. so now I'm completely lost." Which right. That show, it, it was such a good show for you to choose. It's a shame it's only one season, but it was such a good show for you to choose. And it seems like you and Justin are really, really into it, which is good. Like you're picking up things that, I mean, it was the first thing I watched when I moved into this apartment. Right. Yeah. I was like, what the hell is there to watch? Because I don't have cable anymore. And I'm putting like, oh, that looks good. All right, cool. Yeah. And I think the second episode hit and I'm like, this is the best show ever. Like, <laughs> I, I plowed through it in like a day after right. that. But yeah, you guys seem to really be digging. Your chemistry on the show is very good too. Like you guys have been working together forever. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. Yeah, and that that literally, I mean, that series was originally the Beyond the Stream series was originally I was going to do it solo. And in talking with my Discord, um the people in the AIC Stories Discord, someone I can't remember who it was, but a couple people ended up throwing out the idea, well, what if you got a, a guest to come on or I was thinking about maybe getting listener feedback like oh watch along with me send me your thoughts and i'll include them in the episode mm -hmm. and then I, and then we got to talking and thinking you know what who wants to watch this with me and just bring in my audience say hey audience raise your hands if you want to be a part of this i'll pick one one of you and we're just doing the whole season we've got uh, about five or six people now lined up waiting to do future seasons of different things mm -hmm. which i thought was really fun because a we get to watch something and explore it take our time to break it down but b it's bringing the audience right onto the show. I mean, you oh, yeah. can't you can't get much better engagement than saying, "Hey, you want to be a part of this? Here's the <laughs> yes. link. Come on!" <laughs> and not just for one episode. We're gonna do eight to ten or thirteen, however long this season, and we're gonna you're gonna commit to it. And yeah. it, it's a lot of fun when you when you think about like all the shows that are out. Like there have been a lot of really good shows mm -hmm. the last couple. Of years. Like there's a lot of trash. Don't get me wrong, yep. but there's a lot of really there's good stuff. Really good like ones. dark to yeah. me is one of the greatest things that's ever been on TV. And I'm just thinking like, I would have loved to have had something like this for dark because there's yeah. a lot of intricacy in dark where, yeah. Oh my God, what is even going on? Like sometimes you have to <laughs> watch three episodes, not knowing what's going on to get it all pulled together in hindsight. Right. You know, they've got a new series coming. Oh the yeah. People that made dark, they just came out. It's, it's dropping midsummer. It's, uh, some kind of like 1800 something or other. I love a pirate. period thing. Pirates. <laughs> yeah, I think it's gonna be. These are it's gonna all be all weird. These are all my favorite buzzwords. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was excited. I saw that news today, and I thought, yes. <laughs> so you don't. So you have the behind the stream. You have. You're not doing mystery. Min mystery Minnesota is wrapped up. Yep, that's wrapped you, up. You have faded words, which yep. you're still doing, which. I, I there was one episode a couple of weeks ago. It was really funny. I messaged Dave and I'm like, dude, are you okay? And he's like, he's like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm like, no, dude, seriously, are you okay? Because every episode is so damn dark. <laughs> I love horror. I love I love the the dark uh, fiction. But recently oh. I've been reading Hans Christian Andersen fairy tales. Oh. And I mean yeah. they're they're not necessarily happy. But they're not necessarily <laughs> horror either, you know. They're just the, like they're kind of just gruesome. They, well, some of them can be like the one I read. Yeah, they can be. I, I read the first one I did was actually this 
this guy is living in essentially, I think it sounded like a nursing home mm-hmm. kind of a thing. And they're talking the, the whole story. It's not very long. It's like eight minutes, but they're talking about this book that he kept. And inside that book, he would save different leaves and, and, you know, different things like that. Keepsakes mm-hmm. that were memories for his life. And at the end, He's being buried with the book because it's his memories and he wants to be buried with it. It was nothing gruesome. It was just kind of a reflection on life that I thought was kind of nice. But yeah, it's a perfect um, story for when you're feeling a little depressed. I just want to point that out. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, I guess. But <laughs> spoken like a concerned friend. <laughs> yeah, I, I promise, <laughs> I'm okay. And then, yeah. So, faded words is that's that's the classic stories that I, I narrate in the, the audiobook style. And then um, I've been throwing in only about one a month my original fiction stuff, short stories I've been writing too, which is the Chronicles series. Mm-hmm. They're not tied together. They're just standalone stories that, that I just get weird ideas and whatever. Yeah. You you have a knack. You have a knack, I've noticed, for picking stories, even if they're like Gutenberg books or mm-hmm. like from old, was it Fantastic Stories is the one that you picked? Well, yeah, from? magazines. And, yeah. So you have, But you have a knack for picking one's that work in audio form. A lot of, yeah. it's not just about reading it, right? It's something that you can tell a story, you know, in an audio way. Mm-hmm. And you do, you do a really good job of plucking written stories and turning them into something that you can listen to. Cause you and I both, we've talked about this. I'm not an yeah. audio drama person. I'm really not. <laughs> right. I don't like it. I felt right. really bad, but it's just not my thing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I'm really enjoying the stories. Like mm-hmm. the, the way you pick them out, the it makes me sometimes I've I've done them through your show and then mm-hmm. gone back and read them mm-hmm. because I wanted to read them myself and kind of just kind of get that vibe how I would read it. It's, they're really good. Like you pick good stuff for that show. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I just yeah. like reading. Yeah. Well, and I, I think it's good because it, it brings, I mean, Vincent, are you a reader much otherwise? I've never heard you talk about reading books okay. ever. That's, so that's the only reason I say it. Here's, <laughs> I'll tell you the God's honest truth. So when I used to live in Suffern, New York, and commute to Jamaica, New York, mm-hmm. which, by the way, anyone wants to do that on Google Maps, you'll see that was my commute. Uh, Springfield Gardens, actually. So it's 55 miles each way. I was consuming, I don't know, five to six audio books a week. Mm. Okay. Like, so I was. But you're not into audio drama. No, but I like audio books because it was a way for me to do something other than just stare at traffic in front of me. Okay. And it just kind of, I don't have that kind of time anymore. So it was the one thing that had to go away. It just, yeah. I don't have. And plus, reading makes me sleepy. I'm one of those people. <laughs> so if I start reading, I will fall asleep. Yeah. Like a hundred percent. So yeah, well, I'm sorry. That's the long explanation. Of, oh, not okay. really, Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just, I, I'm, I love reading. I don't always have time for it, but I love to read. I love a good story. I love storytelling. But I think that um, the good thing about different formats of media is that it can maybe bring a new audience into something that otherwise mm-hmm. wouldn't have grabbed it in the first mm. place. True. And I think that's awesome. I think that's really powerful. Yeah, because yeah. you've done some stories that are like you've done stories from the eighteen hundreds. You did sure. an at Owl Creek Bridge, yep. and then you've done you've done more modern stuff. You've mm-hmm. done you've kind of been all over the place. And I like I like I mentioned was it fantastic? Is that the name of the magazine? Fantastic yeah. Stories. Yeah, there was there's a number of them. The 
fantastic worlds. There's fantastic stories, I think. Yeah, and you were plucking stories from like the 40s, and it's like, oh, these are cool. Like, that kind of is the mission, right? To preserve Mm -hmm. these stories that are just like kind of short flash in the pan in their time and then forgotten about stories and you're just kind of bringing them back to a new audience which is neat yep that was that was the goal with that faded words series which that series alone just those stories it's kind of blown my mind recently as i've been recording because i have now i'm just about to hit 60 stories 60 episodes of just stories and i mean the aic stories as a whole as people are hearing this um this coming Friday, we're going to hit 200 episode or episode 200. Wow. Congratulations. So, thank Fantastic. you. So, I mean, to think that, you know, this, this faded word series is almost having a life of its own standard podcast within this as well as all the other stuff kind of blows my mind, but that's 50 different stories out there. Yeah. Um, 60 different stories. And I actually have some things going where I'm, I'm going to get into releasing some more novel length chapter at a time the first one up is going to be the classic um kafka story metamorphosis do you remember that one (laughs) yep sure do guy wakes up creepiest freaking story (laughs) it's just i i've got the first two parts written and it's it's so much fun and the way that this guy just accepts that he wakes up as a cockroach right like like, it's it's not even gross on that you know on the on the gore or anything side just it's just like this guy is so married to his job that he wakes up and he goes Oh, I'm a cockroach now. Uh, how am I going to get to work? And that's all he's concerned about is his work. <laughs> and and it's like this is insane. And it's really you know a good societal um, yeah. uh, talking point, I guess you know based on when he wrote that. But I decided I want to start doing some longer form stuff in there as well. So that that's coming still. I like that. Yeah, I like that idea. You're going to do like almost novella sized mm-hmm. stuff in yep. audio form now coming yep. out. Do you do you, do you have, you seem to have an affinity for doing the audio style drama and book like well you're that that and that in itself is almost a format of it's almost like an act of preservation because that's yeah. a thing that's not really a thing. Yeah. The best part is I can't listen to audio books to save my life. I, <laughs> I can't that, do isn't it. Isn't that isn't that just always how it goes though? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I the only audio books I can listen to are when like I, I did Matthew McConaughey's uh, Greenlight. Our mm-hmm. green lights, I think. Dave Grohl's, um, what was that one called? Storyteller, A Life in Music, or something like that. Because they narrated their own stories. Mm-hmm. And certain people like that I can listen to. But if I'm going to listen to just fiction, I cannot do audiobooks. I, I, I get lost. I just, I, I zone out. Yeah. And then you, you miss you miss a key plot point and it just turns into white noise. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I can so. listen to podcasts, but there's something about yeah. fiction that's harder. I have yeah. to like read a paper book, but I totally think I'm like fascinated. Okay. I'm a horrible co- podcast co-host and I didn't know about this podcast until you're <laughs> telling it to me now. And I'm, I'm like fascinated that I didn't know about it because this totally sounds sure. right up my alley. It's fun. Like old, old, old stories and books. Yeah, it, it completely is. It completely, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> It, it hits a chord for me, and I'm definitely not the target demo. No, you're you know, not. That's no. why I'm. That's why I asked you. I was like, "Have you read a? Have you read a book? <laughs> this is, do, have you, do you even book, bro?" <laughs> so, but that's what's. That's what I think is great about it, right? Because I mean, I started listening to it because my friend mm-hmm. was doing something cool, yep. and now it's like, no, I I kind of look forward to these. Like, I'll almost I I regularly commented because usually they yeah. you drop them Tuesday morning, and I'll regularly yep. send Dave a message like, "Dude, that was a good story this week. That was yeah. a good." Story story this week like do you ever where do you um find them 
almost everything I do, I, I spend a lot of time on the Project Gutenberg website because those are all public domain. I don't have to worry about copyright issues. You know, I'd love to read more recent stuff, um, but it's so hard to secure copyrights and uh, everything else. And because it then directly is competing with, you know, potentially their audiobook sales or whatever it might be, it really becomes tricky. And so almost everything I do is through the Project Gutenberg uh, website, which they, they catalog everything. I have gone through, like the Internet Archive has a bunch. There's a few other sites that archive some of this stuff, too. Okay. But, um, and but do you most just, of it's through there. Do you just blind read? Do you just start reading and just see what jumps out to you? or? Well, a little bit, yeah. I mean, sometimes it's – I know a, a style I want, for example, like you know, if I'm looking for classic sci-fi or horror or – or, you know, fantasy or whatever it might be. And I'll go from there and see what pops up. Other times, if I've read a story, like there's an author I've done quite a few from, and now uh, Winston K. Marks is his name. Mm. And he's kind of this, he's a sci-fi-ish, but not really. It's it's not like hardcore science fiction. It's, it's more kind of imagining life in the future kind of stuff. But um, they also have links that you can find like, okay, re other readers also looked at these things. And so it'll give you some recommendations of other authors or whatever else. And then I browse through there, but a lot of it is is just simply picking stuff and reading it. Lots and lots of reading. Yeah. <laughs> lots of reading. <laughs> I yeah. could, I mean, yeah, I could imagine just trying to find, or how much of it do you read and reject and go, yeah, I don't think, this is good, but I don't know it'll well, work. Like, what's your rejection rate? Yeah, rejection rate. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it, there's quite a bit. But honestly, it's usually not because of the story itself. It's mm. usually because so many of those stories have some very problematic language in them. Interesting. That from the 1800s, they thought nothing about dropping N-bombs or mm. other very racist stuff well, or sexist stuff. And it becomes a question if you're just going to gloss over it and not read it as is written. Is it yeah. the same story? And I don't know. But yeah. I was going to ask a follow-up question to that that kind of pertains. And that's mm -hmm. like, how often do you find with old stories? Mm -hmm. How am I going to articulate this? Like, I think I love reading. I love old things just in general because I find that there's so many common threads. It feels like this right. distant past, but it's like, look, they were people. They, they, yeah. they were up to the same craft that we're still up to today. Right. How often do you find that older stories don't resonate where you just read something and you're like, this just isn't going to hit? Yeah, that that happens too, where you read it and it's it's so... I, I hate to say out there because that was the reality for them then. It's just so far from what it just doesn't relate yeah. anymore. Yeah, it's something not relatable. Although I did as a joke one time, um, I found this book. It's called something like "Let's Have a Party." <laughs> <laughs> when and, was it written? Like seventeen seventy two? No, it, it, it was. It was probably. I want to say like 1912, somewhere in there, okay. early 1900s. Okay. And this book was literally nothing more than essentially a recipe book of throwing a good party. And then yes. it was like describing party games and literal food recipes, stuff like that. There's no plot, no story. It literally <laughs> is just recipes. And as I a joke, it. I did read this and narrate it. And then I chickened out. I wanted to put it out on the feed. No, just to see out. what people would think. And then I chickened out. So No, 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 I, no, 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 no. You got to put that out because that sounds like gold. <laughs> so I have a question. So in 1912, yeah. what is a good party game? Describe it. And oh, boy. 
This has been a while. I, I know the one and that was listeners, really... listeners, you're gonna need to try this at your next get together and then let, it... <laughs> it, let, it, let us know how it goes and if it lands well. Yeah, it, it's been a while, <laughs> but the one I remember as far as a game, they had basically people standing on either side of a screen door Ooh. and and they were essentially playing a version of pin the tail on the donkey, it sounded like from what I was reading. <laughs> But you were sticking the pin through the screen onto the person on the other side. Yes. And whoever got it to stick, I don't know, something goofy. And then whoever got little... it to stick wins or loses. Yeah, something <laughs> happened. I don't know. And that was that was just wild to me because I thought you're jamming needles into people through a screen door. <laughs> That's gonna cause tetanus. Yeah, and and back in those days, especially. I mean, <laughs> it's like, come on. This is that a little screen, crazy. Uh, yeah, and that screen, you know that screen wasn't like a vinyl like a nylon screen. No, that's right. that's like steel and so, iron and rusty. So for for liability reasons, listeners, I take that back. Don't try that at your next yeah. party with your friends. Don't Not do a good that. game to play. Bad game. Bad game. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's bad game. It's there's some there's some crazy stuff out there and, and some of it's really cool, but what what strikes me the most with that series and those those stories in particular it's always how much there are elements from those stories that nobody knows about mm-hmm. that we now see show up on Netflix in mm-hmm. a story where, oh, they did this brilliant storytelling thing in this <laughs> brand new series. And it's like, actually, that's yeah. lifted right Uh-oh. from this story, you know. Yeah, and it's, book guy comes out here. Oh, well, yeah. And, and it's like, actually, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it's it's kind of one of those interesting things to say, oh. I remember watching that in a, in a movie recently, but really that was done ages ago. And you yeah. start to see how much of that stuff has been kind of reused over the years. It's well, fun. It totally makes sense because as humans, we're living life and thinking, oh, this is just yeah. so hard. Like, you're just never going to believe what happened to me today. It's like <laughs> yeah. none of us are that special. Like, no. like we're all we're all we're all going at this crazy life thing. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> We get bored I, at parties and start thumbtacking donkey tails to our friends. It just, yeah. it, just, it just happens. Just do it and yell, I win and run away and hope for the best. <laughs> <I win. laughs> one no, the, one, no one even knows the game you're playing, but I won. Yeah. It's like Calvin Ball. <laughs> the rules are made up as <laughs> yeah. you go along. I, um, I've been rewatching the show. I've been rewatching the show Fringe. Oh, yeah. Um. And I honestly, and I've made this argument, I can think of, you know, if if you asked me the three greatest shows that have ever been on TV, right? Mm -hmm. I, in my mind, I can think of the first two very quickly. And the first one is Fringe. The second one is The Americans. Mm -hmm. Um, I think both of those are just superior television. Mm -hmm. Um, But Fringe, I've been surprised because the show came out in 2009, I want to say. I think it was 2009. And it ran all the way to 2015. Like it ran six years, 100 episodes, which mm-hmm. is pretty impressive for a sci-fi show. And it amazes me how well that show has held up. I just mm. finished episode 100 Sunday evening while I was eating dinner. Mm. And it's it's just amazing to me. Like, you know, even there's so little now that we're ever going to remember. There are shows, there are shows coming out constantly. Like I watched... Hulu yeah. recommended a show called La Brea okay. um, that's on NBC. And I watched the show and it is utter trash. Like yeah. there's <laughs> nothing about this show that's not trash. It's the worst show. <laughs> like I couldn't even hate watch it. It was so ridiculous. Like there, it starts out that the, the family is driving to, they're driving, she, the wife's driving the kids to school. And all of a sudden a giant earthquake hits Los Angeles, 
opens up in the middle of a giant sinkhole, like the size of a yep. city, and people start falling in, and then they land in like dinosaur land. And it's like this is the dumbest no. show I've ever seen. Like, I I got I got through the first episode. I'm like, all right, never judge a show on the first episode because they do right. all this exposition and establishment. Yeah. And then the second episode, I was like, this is terrible. I think I punched out a half hour in. I'm oh, like, man. I can't. I just can't anymore. But the reason I bring it up is because there are shows that are so transient that'll just vanish from our minds and we'll never yeah. think of them. But then there are shows that stick with you, like Fringe has always stuck with me. It's one mm -hmm. of those shows, it's just mm. quality writing, incredible emotional depth, just an unbelievable show. And I feel like those are the kind of shows that people that do faded words in 2257 mm -hmm. are going to be like talking about. So mm -hmm. if you were, weren't done with your thought, finish it because I'm realizing I possibly just cut you off there. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. What do you think from the last maybe 10, 15 years, what television shows are going to stand that test of time? Mm. And that's, that's and the any, question. Anyone can answer that. That wasn't like targeted at Dave or Vincent. Mm, that's a good question. And this is the problem. And I don't know if Dave's going to agree mm. with me or not, but there's been so little mm. that I feel like uh, there's a lot of stuff that's in the moment that's entertaining that I enjoy. You And you like think is going to be a classic and then you get a year out and you're like, oh yeah. Or you watch it that again, one. you go back to watch it again, and you're like, this show sucks. Yeah. Like, it was fun while I watched it. Like, that moment passed, and it's gone. Um, I, I don't think there's a lot, honestly. I really don't. Because a have, lot of it... I have answers to this, but Ooh, I don't want to, like, interject mine. I don't Ooh. know. Dave, do you have any thoughts before I taint everyone? The, the first one that comes to my mind, it's not... Well, I guess it was on, on television, but... Uh, Game of Thrones was one. Yes, I was going to say Game of Thrones. And I was like, that's such a lame answer, but I have to say it. I, I, I think that'll answer, stick right? around. I think Game of Thrones will stick around too. Yeah. I'm reading the books right now. It's that good. I, and I don't, I, I don't want to. <laughs> oh, really? I actually yeah. read them. I actually read them second. And, and I all actually binged. Did you watch Game of Thrones as it was released? Yeah. Okay. Cause I didn't, my, uh, my husband and I binged it. Mm -hmm. um after the final season and everyone was like sure. all we're just you know like hipsters and we're just like we don't care about that <laughs> and then everyone was and then everyone was talking about how great it was so we were like we probably should watch right. this like maybe it's good and you know i didn't really love the first episode it wasn't really mm -hmm. like quite my cup of tea but then as it started unfolding i was like holy crap like the yeah. writing in this is just incredible mm -hmm. um and we binge watched it and when everyone was all up in arms about the way that it ended mm -hmm. Because we watched it really condensed, I wasn't surprised at all. And I actually mm -hmm. thought it was a very apt ending. Yeah. So anyway, I didn't, that's I didn't a whole topic. For all, you know, interesting. Okay. Because a yeah. lot of people really didn't like it. Yeah. People hate that last season, but I actually thought it was fine. They were beyond what the books had done two seasons yeah. prior. Martin's never going to finish that series. I don't no, think. no. I've and, been, I've been pacing myself with reading them because I want to be able to like read the last one without needing to wait. Yeah. And so I've been slowly Good doing luck. it, but I'm, I'm getting to the last book now and yeah. I'm like, all right, come on. <laughs> he's, already starting, he's already starting other projects that he, Shop -shop. he hasn't finished. Yeah. He hasn't finished the game of Thrones or I, and he's already no. working on other things. Yeah. So. I, I think he got himself in a position where, A, either he just lost his interest in it. B, mm. the show had such hype that no matter what he puts out now. That's it, by the it's, way. It's not going to live yeah. up. He's gone shy. He's gone I, shy. Yeah. I, would, I would be, too. I, I think also the the show, I, I think, put a, put a nice dot at the end of it that, like mm. it or not, was foreshadowed heavily in the books. Yeah. 
it was foreshadowed heavily in the shows. If anyone was watching with any level of closeness, like it mm-hmm. was what was going to happen. Well, and he's got time. his new show coming up. <laughs> the writing was all on the wall. So I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I, I think the yeah. new show, I think the new show is the reason that Probably. it's like, I can shift my focus. He may return to it, but he's yeah. not yeah. a young, he's not a young dude either. Yeah. No. And, and know, so he, that's, that's one series I think that he checked out on. And unfortunately the books are wild. They're like, wild. Way. I mean, they, they get way <laughs> different than the show, but half the time I read them and I'm like, what did I just like, wait to what? What yeah, just happened? It is. It is as, as brutal as the show could be that the books are insane level different, yeah. but yeah, they, that's one series. What else did you have that you think could stick around? I was going to say lost. Mm. Um, but I think lost season one. Gotcha. But I've I think, never watched it. So, yeah, I think primarily because it touched upon the human experience in a way that I think is just timeless. Sure. A lot of the storylines and the arcs and what the characters go through. I don't care if it's a hundred years from now. Mm-hmm. They're just very, there's a character in there that everyone will identify with. And I think yeah. that that's why, and no one's like a clear black or white, good and bad. It's very gray. And I, and I, I always like things like that where there's not just right. like some hero that you're like, wow, I love that character. Like, no, I want to hate everyone. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I think I, I was going to say X-Files, okay. mm. X-Files, but here's the thing with X-Files, right? So when Fringe came out and go back to Fringe for one second, when Fringe came out, a lot of people naturally compared it to the X-Files. The FBI is involved. They investigate supernatural, you know, what they call fringe science events and, mm-hmm. you know, things happen. The show really diverged from the weird creature of the week format, probably about midway through the second season and just went mm-hmm. on a, a tear. And what was really cool was that they they knew they were ending it in the la- in the last season mm-hmm. and they gave them 10 episodes to wrap it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in that last season, they put a nice they didn't. I mean, maybe they sped things along a little faster than they should have been, mm-hmm. but they did a really good job of putting a nice bow on the end of the series. Mm-hmm. And I think that something like X-Files probably would last longer in the in the minds of people. But I think overall, I think Fringe was a better show. I think yeah. Fringe is just really well written. I didn't know this until I was watching it again. First of all, there's a lot of people that have been in a lot of shows since, which that was kind of cool to see. But the other thing is it's J.J. Abrams and mm-hmm. Akiva Goldsman mm-hmm. are are the co-producers of the show. I didn't know Akiva Goldsman was involved in it. Mm-hmm. And seeing his name is like, whoa, okay. So these guys have been working together for a while. But yeah, yeah. I think that's a show that could. But another show, Dave, Dave and I both watch Dark. I think yeah. if I've never Dark, seen it. Dark has the the handicap, and no offense to my German listeners, but Dark has the handicap of being a German show, mm-hmm. which means the audience is automatically self limiting. Mm-hmm. Um, but God, it's such a brilliant show! <laughs> it's it so is good. the best time travel type story I've ever ever 100%. seen. But I don't think the audience level is big enough to be like this generation's mash or. Nope. Which, you know, is sad, like which is sad. Which is if that show came out on network television, everyone mm-hmm. would be talking about I it think, after every episode. Yeah. I think the sheer volume of television that comes out too mm-hmm. makes it harder nowadays because it used to be that everyone's televisions basically at the same channels and basically the shows same shows to pick through. So I think there's things that if if they had a larger viewership would be iconic. Mm-hmm. Just just sit in like the back files of Netflix. Right. That's that's and, the key, right? The back files of Netflix. Because yeah. I feel like you're almost like 
you you turn on Netflix or Hulu or whatever, and you're not looking for the big stuff anymore. Like, notice none of us picked. All right, granted, Game of Thrones. All right, fine, that was yeah. HBO. But yeah. you know, if you think about the shows that really impact you, the shows that you really think about, they're the ones from this. I'm talking about a show from Germany. You know, <laughs> you know, there was a show. There was a show that is very divisive, but some people like it called um, Krakow Monsters on mm-hmm. Netflix, which is a Polish show. And it's a good show. It's not great. Yeah. It's not my favorite thing, but I understand why people like it, right? Yeah. But this mm-hmm. is like the deep catalog stuff that people are just hungry for. They don't want Disney content anymore. They just don't. Yeah. Here's a couple I'll throw out for you, though. Hmm. Breaking Bad. Okay. Which good one. I never, I never watched it, but it was huge. Oh, my God. Breaking Bad And that's Bad why I didn't genius. watch it. <laughs> you sound like like Michael and myself with yeah. Game of Thrones. I, I it's good. Say, we will never watch it. I'm not going to do it. No, I, <laughs> I heard so much about it. And by the time I decided, oh, maybe I'll check it out. It was so far in. It's just yeah. too big of a commitment. Yeah. Uh, Mad Men was kind of on that same level. Yeah. though. I did watch that. I loved it. Um, and let's be real. The Simpsons will probably just still mm. be going. In, yeah, in fifty years. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever seen a single episode of The Simpsons. Oh, I I used to, but I haven't watched them in. Yeah. I remember years. the first time they showed up on the Tracy Ullman show. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm old. Yeah. yeah. I had I had one of those I'm old moments. I was t- talking to someone at work, and her and I were talking about longevity, and I'm like, uh-huh. I was like, oh yeah, no, I was you know at that point I was 20 years in the business. Then it hit me like, oh my god. I've been in this same industry for 25 20 years. years. <laughs> 25. Yeah. Like it was the last time I thought about yeah. it, it was 20. Now it's 25. And it's like, and wow. The, the older you get, the faster the years go too. Really Not do. that I'm old, but. No. <laughs> I've just noticed this trend slightly in mm-hmm. my own life. As you age, as you yeah. age, the years go by faster. It really yeah, does. Insane. It gets a little well, scary at one point. <laughs> that's that kind of. Vincent, I had sent you a link to a book earlier. I haven't read it mm-hmm. yet. It's on my list to read, but the premise sounds right up the alley. It's a book called 4,000 Weeks, mm. and it's Ooh. it's it says it's a time management for mortals, but it's not necessarily like a how to do more with your time. It's more about this idea that in an average lifespan of roughly 76 years old, we're going to have a, approximately 4,000 weeks to live. That's it. Hmm. Every human okay. gets the same 4,000. And what they're talking about, the book, from what I can uh, gather, just a little bit I've looked into it and kind of read the first few pages or whatever on Amazon, is you know kind of focusing on the stuff that's really important to you versus the stuff that, oh, I need to get this done because social media says I need to do it or whatever, yeah. you know, kind of that direction. But then it, it's really like... And now I say this, and all I can think of is Vincent wanting to check on me again to see if I'm if I'm okay <laughs> mentally. But you know, uh, you know what, Dave? There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with saying no. I'm not. Just be. Just yeah. be whatever. Just be whatever you are. <laughs> well, I, I've told them when I when I'm struggling. We talk about those times too. But this this really isn't one of those things. It's kind of more of a huh? Because mm-hmm. I'm in my mid 40s, about to turn 44 here in, in this month, and I'm thinking, wow, I've used up 2,000 ish of those yeah. weeks already yeah and you start thinking like well what's the next 2000 weeks gonna look like well that doesn't feel like a lot of time and suddenly you start feeling like yeah why do i put so much pressure on myself to worry about stupid stuff that doesn't really matter doesn't it's, matter it's, yeah yeah it's crazy yeah I love thinking about that type of thing because if you think about the things that make you truly happy and like you lay your head on the pillow at the end of the night and you're like i had a good day today mm-hmm it's like they're really simple. Yeah. Almost yeah. always they're really simple. 
I, I, I had one of those. I literally had one of those days today. Like I literally had one of those days today. Woke up at 545. I was at the gym by quarter after six. I was back. <laughs> by the way, yes, I was at the gym for the first yeah. time since I got cancer. You just, you just glossed over that. You're like, went yeah. to the went to the gym, you know, you know at 545. <laughs> Came were, you, home. were you wearing Lululemons? Like, whoa. <laughs> they make my ass look fire. Not going to lie. Um no, I was wearing old navy, old navy active wear. <laughs> Actually, old, so you know. old old navy active wear is top notch. Anyway, it's fantastic. Moving on. The JPs are it's the best. It's really good. It lasts too. Like it lasts. <laughs> Do you know what the most expensive yeah. thing I wear to the gym is? Mm, what? My socks. Oh, oh gosh, that's the worst answer. Yeah, there. I buy. The, I have these really nice. From when I was running, I have these really nice Nike dry fit socks. Mm. And they are wonderful. They're padded in all the right spots so you could stay on your feet and really like go, go, go with them. How much are they a pair? Uh, they're like seventeen, eighteen dollars a pair. I thought you were gonna say seventy. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm okay. not. I'm not. I can rich. accept seventeen. Yeah, seventeen dollars. But it's seventeen dollars a, a pair. I have I five pairs it. of them. Okay. Um, to go with my. So I bought these really nice Soconi running <laughs> shoes when I decided I was gonna start running again. They're <laughs> real. He's... Really, really nice. Because he's he's fit, guys. Oh yeah, yeah. That's me, you know. But when I <laughs> these, I've had them for years, and I wore them to the gym once, and they rubbed in all the wrong places, and they oh. literally rubbed my feet raw. Oh, and no. I asked my friend who runs, I'm like, "How do you not get your feet to rub raw?" She goes, "What socks are you wearing?" I was like, "My usual white white tube socks." She goes, "What the hell is wrong with you?" And she goes, "No, you need better socks. Here, buy these." And she sent me these, and I was like, "These are amazing." I bought five pairs immediately. Oh, cool. <laughs> and they and they and they make you happy when you put your head on the pillow at night. You're like, I "Those was, socks." Those. It's the socks. <laughs> like the socks are my achievement. Nike dry fit socks are. They should have been my thing of the week because I put them on this morning. You yeah. know what's funny? I haven't been to the gym in a really long time. Yeah, yeah. And I put all this stuff on this morning, and I just felt like buff as hell like i am not buff you've seen me i'm a fat bastard but man when i put the gym stuff on and i showed up at the gym i'm like yeah i got my gym headphones on i got my towel on my shoulder i'm like i'm back baby yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really is i don't know i i understand i think i always thought it was funny Pops when people on the bike when people tell me montage going yeah they listen to actually you know what i was listening to at the i was listening to um i was listening to clamp at the gym today oh no way yeah so what was really funny, shout out to morley exactly had him on last week but what's really really funny is like i really understand like you know people always talk about things like runners high and love, yeah. loving going to the gym and stuff and i always thought that was stupid mm -mm. i'm like no if you're real. really if you're motivated to go going is the greatest thing like it's, it's best and it like lasts all day all day it's day. mainly it's like fun when you're there, but it's like when you stop yeah. and you like that's like when you are done at the mm -hmm. gym and you just did a thing and you're sweaty yeah. and you're tired because you just worked out. It's amazing. I'm yeah. sorry. It's just amazing. It's an ama even if it's a light workout, that's not what other people would consider. If you feel like you pushed yourself a little bit, you feel like a million bucks coming yeah. out of the gym. One of the reasons like with like the whole like what makes you happy at the end of the day thing we are trying to shift more to like lumber sales and things like that with our business because like michael and i both realized i was like i like manual labor it was like i enjoy mm -hmm. like lifting things up putting them down being sweaty and disgusting at the end of the day being so <laughs> tired but like showering and being like ah i got stuff done today like i yeah, like yeah. that 
I could yeah. sit behind a desk all day. Fine, whatever. But like what makes you, me truly happy? It's like I enjoy doing that. Yeah. Oh, it's the best. Like and, I, and then then because I've gotten in really good habits, like when I'm in the gym, my habits for the rest of the day are also better. So I don't go for as much junk food. You know, yeah. I eat a breakfast that's like two a two egg omelet with cheese in it, you know, to yeah. get some extra protein in me. And like I may grab a protein drink during the day or a protein bar. Like these are things that all just your mind shifts. Do you know what's funny? You've you've gone to the gym for one day, Vincent, and you're like, I just always grab protein shakes. I, so when I used, but when I was, I used to go to the gym four days out yeah. of seven. I, I, be, it, I believe you. Yeah, I'm just it's, it's, you. no, but it, you're right, and you do get that mindset. Like I'm back, and like all of a sudden, yeah. your whole life, like it's like the the meme where the kid is sitting there. He's like you know he's sitting there doing like one push-up he's like fitness is my passion <laughs> you know like that's that's you do feel to an extent that way but i gotta tell you like going back and like being active again because i felt like i think that was the missing thing yeah you know there's been a lot of there's been a lot of upheaval upheaval in my life we've talked about it right yeah. and there's yeah. been a lot of stuff going on and i think that this was something that was just missing and now i've kind of been like oh okay like it wasn't making cuz i'm making again yeah. it wasn't it wasn't you know being happy with other things in my it, it wasn't any of that it was just like okay now this is the last thing you have to get your shit together about yeah. you know and, and it's about it's about finding something you like to do too cuz i'm convinced that people that are like oh i hate working out or i hate being active doing the wrong and workouts. i mean to be fair i'm a pretty active person so i'm probably very biased with this but i'm like i i maintain that you just haven't found your thing yeah 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 i do me, know yeah. running is not my thing i hate running <laughs> yeah. i love it hate it i will get back there like today the bike kicked my butt yeah. Yeah. but it's fine because i do plan on i want to do two my goal this year um is to do two 5ks yeah. Oh, that's you my can goal. totally do it. Yeah. I know that's I like, can do it. That's such a good goal because you'll a, you'll you'll be able to do that for sure. It's, it's a totally good smart goal. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the boys on Clamp. Um, <laughs> um, but it's a totally good smart yeah. goal because there's right. there's all kinds of ways in which it can happen. Look, I did one yeah. six months, uh, eight months after I f- recovered from surgery. If I could do one in those conditions, I can yeah. do two when I'm nowhere near that. I and just got to get my, my cardio's got to yeah. come back. Right. And then you're going to jump off the trapeze. Yeah. I am 100% doing that, by the way. <laughs> you this said you my, would. I'm going to remind you. I'm yep. absolutely doing it. 100%. Yeah. I, I have, bet we can even get you doing a flip. I, I would totally try one. I'm going to look completely out of control and <laughs> fall on my ass. But I will try it. Like, I am... I don't know. I ate uni once and I feel like if I could eat uni yeah. then and swallow it and not throw it up, then I can literally do anything. Like everything is achievable after trying yeah. uni. <laughs> <laughs> it was a real turning point in your life. It really was. It so was now a we know moment. You were thinking about that. That's how you found yourself back at the gym. Wasn't it? You can be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing that again. See, I, I just get, I get the, uh, the shaming, although she doesn't do it, it just I feel personal shame because my wife has been training in about two weeks. She'll be running her first half marathon. Nice. Ah. And I watch her get up at five every day and work out and then I sleep in and mm-hmm. I, I do physical stuff, but I'm more like in the woods. And like we spent the last two weekends cutting down trees and clearing land. My uncle's building a house and yeah, I do that kind of stuff, but I, I need to be working out again. And yeah. I, I keep telling myself that. And then I got on the treadmill. This is a good story. This totally oh. embarrassing. Oh, let's 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 hear so it. My wife's we've been we've had this treadmill for probably like 12 years, 15 years, used almost every day by one of the two of us, if not both. 
Mm-hmm. And she's been running training for this marathon. And I, I decided it's been like two months ago now. I'm going to get on there. I'm just going to start doing some walking, kind of ease into things, right? Mm-hmm. And I get on there and, and I decided I found this this walking treadmill plan where you're doing like this 330 uh, something, 330 10, where you crank it up to like a 10 incline at a three mile an hour pace. I saw this on TikTok. Yeah, and it works. It's great. I mean, I definitely was feeling it. It's also brutal. <laughs> well, first day I did it. I'm like, okay, I made it through. We're good. Uh, I'll get on the next day and do it. I got on. I walked for like five minutes just to loosen up, cranked it up. Less than a minute in, I hear a big kaboom and this noise. And I broke <laughs> our treadmill. The back roller that pulls the, you know, mat around uh-huh. over the years. I know logically it just, and I saw the piece. It's this big plastic piece where the thing goes oh, in and yeah. spins. Okay. It wore out and mm. it's broken. I can't fix it. You know, I, I tried finding parts. They're ancient. You can't get them, you know, whatever. And I know logically it just wore out from use. But let me tell you, when you're already kind of feeling down on yourself, like, oh, I'm so out of shape. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, it's because I'm fat. Yeah. And then I, I'm just, I'm like, I was just walking and I broke the treadmill. I'm a, How bad am I? I was dying. I felt horrible for like three weeks. And I kept oh, telling myself logically, no. I'm like, no, this was just old. I kept the piece. I still have it upstairs because I look at it. I'm like, it wasn't my fault. And then I, <laughs> yes. and then I walk away. The visual, <laughs> the visual confirmation. Right. Like, you're like, no, 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 no. Nope, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> yep. And, and so that was horrible. Like I was just oh. feeling like, yeah, I finally got back in. I'm going to start doing this. And I w- when I lost all my weight initially, I was doing a lot of body weight workouts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just just the old standards, push-ups, sit-ups, burpees, all that stuff. But I need to ease into that again because I've got some back issues. I've got some things going on. And it's like I got to gotta work my way to that. Two days next- in, I break the dang treadmill, and I felt like <laughs> such a fatty. I was like, what was Austin Powers' character in, in you know? Oh, fat, fat bastard. bastard. Yeah. Fat that, bastard. That's how I pictured myself for about three weeks walking around the house. I'm like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> you know, it's bad when you, Dave started wearing a shirt to go in the pool and like, it's yeah, like oh, yeah, yeah, just not yeah. showing this anymore. Like, I'm done. <laughs> this was two months ago. We still had three feet of snow up here. Yeah. <laughs> There's no pools. Oh, that's wonderful. Good. So the treadmill's broken. You can't even go outside. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you couldn't do it. I felt so bad because she couldn't work out. She actually went and got a gym membership. Just because that's where she was training. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, we can buy a new treadmill. We can do this. And, you know, I was looking into fixing it. She goes, I'm just going to get a gym membership till I'm done with my half marathon. And then we'll see what we want to do from there. Okay. That's it's like, yeah. Seems rational. It was cheaper than buying a treadmill. I'll tell you it's that. way cheaper than buying a treadmill. As yeah. I'm kind of glad I never bought one because I have like seven foot ceilings down here. Yeah. And mm. me standing on a treadmill, I'm six <laughs> one. Yep. Standing boom, on a treadmill. Boom, boom, yeah. Boom, boom. I mean, as it is in the shower, my head almost hits the ceiling sometimes. Or yeah. like if I stretch when I put a shirt on, I will hit the ceiling. Yep. So yeah, treadmill is not, you know, I was thinking, I actually had all these thoughts. I was like, I'm going to get a Peloton. Then mm-hmm. I thought, well, maybe I'll just get like um, one of the lesser knockoffs of Peloton. And then I was like, dude, just join a damn gym. Yeah. There just happens to be, I've been very lucky. The place is like five minutes in the car from here and it's mm-hmm. right next to a Dunkin' Donuts. So if I really <laughs> want to be like an ass, I could go to the gym and then go right next door and get coffee. I would yeah. not get donuts every day. I'm, I have much more self-control than that. But I don't have enough self-control to pass I Dunkin' Donuts in the morning. Love the image of you just strutting into Dunkin' Donuts after hitting the gym in your old navy active wear. Yep. Every Fancy morning. Socks. 
and yeah, you gotta fam. take off gotta take off Fancy those running socks. shoes yeah you can't wear your running shoes on the street uh, no. it'll mess them too up late. Too so late. you'll you'll need to get some like Fancy socks inside those Birkenstocks or something. Yeah, you do. Yeah, they're yeah. clearly slides because that also yeah. means that you're like an athlete because it's like, oh, I just came. Adidas from my slides. Thing, Adidas, you know? yeah, slides. Adidas slides. Not just any slides. Yeah. Do you yeah. have a headband yeah. you could put on by chance? <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's sweat get bands on the wrist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If we're going to do it. Let's do it up. Yeah. Someone's going to Photoshop I this. I'm I, waiting for it. No, we're not, we're not Photoshopping it. No need. We're going to make it happen in real life. Yeah. Yeah. IRL. But I have, like, I realized, I realized photo there shoot. was, I realized yes, that I have yeah, photo some shoot, not good photo habits shop. and yeah. some not so good habits. And I'm very good mm-hmm. at getting in the mindset of getting in the good habits, right? Yeah. Um, and the good habits, like my coffee, I almost never get any, I never get sugar in my coffee mm. when I'm making it. I never put sugar in my coffee yeah. when I'm making it myself. If I use a sweetened creamer, I use mm-hmm. enough to lighten it up a little bit, but that's it. Mm-hmm. As far as Dunkin' or Starbucks, if I get anything, it's always got skim milk in it. Always, hmm. 100% of the time. Like, I'm not one of those, like, you know, venti frappuccino types. That's not Ew. me. No, that's not no. my vibe. I don't do that. Um, not that I could even drink a venti frappuccino, but that's a whole other story. But, yeah. you know, my habits are generally good. Like, even mm-hmm. my food habits, like, I've been making, like, salmon, and I've been making, <laughs> like, leaner stuff. Like, people are cracking up i'm meditating now <laughs> yeah. are you on my off gym days on my off gym days i've decided i'm going to start doing yoga mm. oh like, you might like i think you might like yoga i know i'm gonna like yoga i think I know you might I'm like, like it. yoga i despise so, yoga most Dave, people, do you like yoga you don't like running i i've you don't like i've never nose. i've never really done yoga much um I've wanted to do like Pilates for a long time because that's I a little more physical. I love Pilates. Yeah. yeah. See, I mean, I was yeah. a I was a you football would love player. Pilates. <laughs> it's yeah. yeah. I mean, well, you you finished, Dave. <laughs> oh, I would just I was a football player, and my workouts growing up, and when I was in the best shape of my life, I need that that physicality to it. Yeah. Just running, even back then, I hated running. I've never, I mean, I've put on some miles and I've done it, but I've never hit that runner's high. All I felt is mad in irritation. Yeah, whenever like the runner's high, I'm like, because I'm angry. Yeah, is that because is that I'm gonna same? yell at someone? Yeah, is is that what it means when I yell Hulk smash? Get out of my way <laughs> off the trails. I mean, I I've never hit that. I I love like I'm not a big uh, pumping up weights, you know, lifting gym. Not yeah. big on that anymore. But to me, I just need some something physical with it, and that's yeah. why I thought Pilates would be great. I think you probably like it. I think it's interesting how what we do when we grow up impacts us because like mm-hmm. I danced growing up. So I think yeah. I like it because it it just is similar. I'm like used to moving my body mm-hmm. that way or whatever. And it's and it's good. It feels feels good. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited about I'm very excited about just getting myself into I think it hit I don't remember what it was, but there was something a couple of weeks ago where I I went from like the the kitchen to the couch mm-hmm. and I felt almost out of breath and i'm like dude you're in better shape you were in better shape than this what the hell mm-hmm. are you doing yeah right and i think it was like there i know there have been times like when i've been working on etching stuff because you got to agitate the stuff that you're etching mm-hmm. but you don't want to just continuously agitate it for 20 minutes because who the hell wants to stand there for 20 minutes so you know you agitate you walk away you come back and every time that timer went off i was annoyed that i had to get off the couch and i'm like okay something yeah. needs to change here like you need to you need to get your ass in gear again like you mm-hmm. you were in better shape than this what are you doing with yeah. your life vincent do you have like good willpower or really bad willpower it depends i have willpower in situ 
Okay. So like, if I'm in the mindset of I need to have good willpower, I'll have me. I'll have the best yeah. willpower you've I, ever seen. Because I I only ask because I feel like I could picture you answering in a range of ways. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Like I know you pretty well, and I actually I don't know what you would say. Dave knows me. Dave knows me pretty damn well. But you're I you're gonna have... say better. It's okay. No, he knows me. Dave knows me really, really well, and yeah. it's. I think he'll. I, I do have really good willpower. I yeah. do. Um, there have been a couple of situations in my life very recently where it was all willpower. <laughs> like it was yeah. just all yeah. willpower. You know, and. I got there. So yeah, mm-hmm. if I'm in the mindset, like now that I'm in the mindset of, okay, so like oh, the meditation, yeah. I have only missed one day of meditation That's since we had that discussion. One of the things that I'm thinking of, because you were yeah. like, you were like, I'm going to meditate. And then after you've done it every single day, I have not met. I, and the, I, I always tell people this. The only reason I missed that day is just because I forgot, not because I didn't want to, or didn't yeah. feel like it. I literally just woke up the next day and go, ah, oh, crap. I didn't meditate last night. But now it's just worked into my nighttime routine. Like I meditate for five minutes and it's I, wonderful. I think you get that thing. I, I'm, I'm similar in a lot of ways, Vincent, where you get the willpower and that can that can falter at times, like getting mm-hmm. going. Once you get going and you even build a streak of like two yep. or three days, yep. then it's not even willpower anymore. It's just being stubborn as hell and yeah. saying, you know what? I, I'm just doing it. I don't care. You know, and, and you was, get stubborn with yourself. That was couch yeah. to 5K for me. Yeah. Like, I wasn't going to give up. It took me an extra month and a half of yeah. redoing the first week, and I didn't mm-hmm. get discouraged. I just like, no, I'm doing this, and that's mm-hmm. it. It was the same thing with the gym when I was going to the gym a couple of years ago, where I was – one of the things I do, and people make fun of me for it, and I don't really care. It's just my personality. I like to track things, right? Mm-hmm. So I had um, I had a habit tracking app. I've shown you. It's the one I'm using for meditation. I just added the gym to it, right? It's called um, – I can look it up. But there's a it's a habit tracking app that basically you say, like, for example, with the meditation, I want to do this every day. And then for the gym, I want to do this three times a week. Mm-hmm. And it will tell you if you're doing it three times a week and it will say, hey, you didn't do it three times this week. Um, and it's one momentum, I think it's called, is mm. the app. And it's it's wonderful because I love data. And it's like I can look back and go, no, I don't want this to be after all this work I put in. I don't want this to be the week where I didn't continue. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, And if I fade, like the only reason I stopped running was because I hit the goal of the 5K. All hell broke loose in my personal life, and then COVID hit, and yeah. all the parks were closed. It's like everything convened to say, okay, you're going to stop running for a little while. You know, yeah. but yeah, it's, I think it's momentum. I'm going to look it up now, but it's, it's basically, it's what keeps me do. Yeah, it's called momentum. It's on iOS. I don't know if, I don't think it's on Android, but it's one of those things that where if I can quantify what I'm doing, it motivates me to do it more. Mm. Right. Like I can look at that chart of my meditation that I've screenshotted and sent you like 50 times and go, look, there's only that one little gray box on there. And every other box is blue because I've done the work. <laughs> yeah. You know? And yeah, Dave, I'm, it is pure stubbornness. Yeah. Like I will not waver on doing it. Yeah. Like I won't. I'm just not that guy. Huh. 
No, no, I get that completely. <laughs> I don't know if that answers the question of, I don't no, know I, if that's willpower or just being a stubborn asshole. I but it's, Well, know. I just don't know how that answers what shows are going to still be around. In, in I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I had a question for you, Dave, that like I wanted yeah. to circle back. I was like trying to think of a way to link it in, but I have no idea. You okay. talked about how you are taking an approach this year to just anything goes in your feed, like yeah. not caring. Mm -hmm. um, what caused that shift for you? I have as, too many, as a creator. Yeah, I, I have too many ideas. Vincent can tell you about once every three weeks I get, hey, hey, what do you think? Uh, I was thinking about doing this. What do you think? And I just decided, you know what? I'm just going to do them okay. because I have so much time in the day only. I can't run. I mean, sure, I could put these all out as their own separate things and try and do all this. But I, I don't have the energy to start running five or six different podcasts all at the same time. Let alone, I know I don't want to do anything with YouTube, but mm -hmm. um, getting into all the stuff that I want to do, it's like, you know what? I've got this feed. Yeah. I'm at a point with it where it's it's like, well, I don't, you know, I, I don't feel like there's much risk to it. I'm not making a living from it. I do it because I love it. Yeah. So I'm just going to try mm -hmm. everything that I want to try, put it all out there and not hold back. And at the end of the year... Maybe I'll keep doing it or maybe I'll find, like I've already found there was one thing I was doing a lot of. I was putting up individual episodes for every book I read, every movie I watched, everything. Mm -hmm. And it's it wasn't working, you know. And yeah. so I thought, you know what? That was an idea I had. I tried it. I pulled it back. Now I do like a once a month I'm doing just a recap of very high overview of, hey, if you like this, check it out kind of thing. Okay. Those things happen, but it's just kind of a learning process to figure out, you know, something I probably should have figured out before I launched episode one and instead <laughs> 200 episodes in, I'm going to say, you know what, let's just try stuff. Cause you change, yeah. you know, the things you're into the the ideas you have, everything changes. And I find myself often going, okay, well, that's really cool, but I'd like to do something more with it. I don't know what that is. How can I do that? Well, let's just throw a bunch of stuff at the wall and, and see what feels good to me. And, yeah. You know, what clicks with, with listeners. So. It's, a, it's an interesting relationship as well to have as a creator with like the stats. Because mm -hmm. I mean, well, actually, maybe I have a, a question for you first where you said sure. um, what was good? Like, how do you measure good with how you were saying with with how you were using it? I'm trying to think what I said with that now. I'm trying to think so, too, because I when, think that was a really vague question. You had said you had said that what was it, you you said you recapped every book and movie you oh, watched and that that didn't work. What's your yeah. definition of that didn't work? Well, the biggest thing there was that I was reading, not even counting films I watched or anything, but I was reading at a much faster pace than I could put things out, Okay, especially if I didn't. I mean, I was trying to add one episode a week as it is i put out two sometimes three episodes a week right now mm -hmm. and this was adding to keep up with the pace of the reading i was doing it would have added another four or five episodes a week and i'm like i can't do that yeah and and not only that i found from a statistical standpoint people weren't interested in hearing a full-on review even though there was no spoilers or anything for a book or a film that they didn't weren't interested in yeah that they just didn't have any connection yeah. to that makes yeah. total sense yeah and so doing a full episode i mean even though it was only 15 minutes doing a mm -hmm. full episode on it on one book didn't make sense whereas i could take the month uh, look back at the month and say here's six or eight books whatever and a few films i watched and just give a real brief like okay i checked out this this is what this was about kind of just a, a high level overview and if they're interested in it they can go to my website where i write all the written reviews anyways so, okay yeah 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 
Um, but I think there's an interesting relationship as a creator to the stats and like, are mm-hmm. people watching and, and, and even if you say, Oh, I just don't care or whatever, mm-hmm. like you just see them and it's there and it's like, uh, yeah. and so I, I think it's just interesting to hear the time frame of when you say you shifted, because I've heard from so many content creators, like mm-hmm. a nearly identical time frame. Oh, really? Yeah. And I don't know why or like what it's attributable to or whatever, mm. but. I just well, find it fascinating to hear about. As Vincent can tell you, and, and he knows the, the whole story, but this thing started with this, this show I did. It was called Adventures in Creativity. And I, I would do these one-off, you know, or not one-off, um, solo episodes every week, mm-hmm. um, 20 minutes or so, talking about the creative process and all this stuff. I started doing interviews. Well, that was part of why I started this secondary show, because I was doing interviews on my other show, and they didn't really fit there, so I wanted to keep doing them. Mm-hmm. And I was doing all that. I got roughly 80 episodes in. Yeah. And I started getting really, really worried that all I was putting out there was the same stuff you were hearing from all these other people that talk about creativity. Yeah. Just regurgitated in my own mindset. And I thought, this ain't no good. And I'm going to run out of stuff to say. I don't, I don't want to do that. And I, I could, really... Like, I'm not that smart. Like, I'm yeah. cool. But like, there's... Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I totally I totally get what you're saying. <laughs> A lot of the <laughs> imposter syndrome was coming in. And I'm like, you know, I, I don't know. And, and I really, in that course, I mean, I've always loved storytelling. I'm a photographer, I'm a musician, mm-hmm. do all this stuff. And I thought, why don't I just lean into the storytelling side? And that's when I switched things over, made it kind of the faded word side of things. Yeah. And I was doing only stories. And then I started getting bored with it. I love the stories, yeah. but I wanted to do more. So then I got the itch and I wrote this entire three season run of this Mystery Minnesota original fiction piece. Mm-hmm. And never done anything like that. I, I mean, I've never written a book. I, I just did it. You know, I thought I'm going to try it and I'm going to do it. And I voice acted it. I did all the sound effects. I did everything. And it was a lot of work. I was super happy with it. And at that point in time, my audience dropped by about two thirds gone. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Just vanished. And since then they've never come back. That's okay. And that's where I got at this point I'm at now. Like I, my numbers are stable, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, this is fine. The people that are here want to be here and they comment and, and things like that. But that's where I figured when I started wrapping up Mystery Minnesota, I thought, you know what? There's nothing to lose. Yeah, At this right. point, I've lost my audience because I followed my gut and tried something I wanted to do. It happened. I don't regret it because I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. And the only thing now is just, okay, well, I'm just going to keep trying things and follow me along on this journey if you like. And, and I hope you do. But at the same time, I'm doing it because I need to explore these things and get them out of me. In, in yeah. Some way. yeah. Yeah. And that's when you'll, that's when you'll be the most proud of any of it yeah. anyway, because yeah. like I've had content that I've put out that'll do quote unquote really well. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, gosh, like that just, it, I'm not <laughs> proud of it. It's just, right. it just is. I'm like, Oh, right. okay. You know, yeah. versus oftentimes the things that I'm the most proud of, like, mm. right. <laughs> it doesn't, it's like completely arbitrary. Yeah. So it's just interesting to hear yeah. other people's experiences with the same thing. Mm. I've put a lot of, when I do get around to making a YouTube video, I do put a lot of effort and thought into it. Mm-hmm. But the reality is my most popular YouTube video is a thing I made for a Facebook group that I was a <laughs> member of telling them how I'm, how I make my resin pendants. Yep. Yeah. There's like 11,000 views on it, which yeah. I know in the grand scheme of YouTube, that's not a ton of views. Right. But 11,000 right. for me who regularly gets a few hundred, yeah. that's a lot of views. Right. Yeah. And I, 
I it's like, oh, why am I putting all this effort into YouTube? Like clearly, <laughs> clearly mm-hmm. it's like not a thing for you. Like our, right. our this most is viewed, my thing. <laughs> our most viewed video is something that we almost didn't post. Oh, and it's by a landslide. It's like it's something that we almost didn't post because we thought it was stupid. And we're like, this is just a silly like throwaway project. But you know, we didn't I didn't edit a YouTube video for like six months. Like we yeah. had a good channel rolling and I was just like, I can't. I'm just done. Not because I was done, but it like I was just sick of build videos. Mm-hmm. And I feel like everyone makes build videos. And so I'd be making another build video and I'd be thinking like, yeah, it's cool. Like I'm making something that I don't know that anyone else has made before, but like realistically there's a billion other people out there that'll get this same content out there for the people. If I don't do it, like if I don't post this today, like there's still a plethora of great content. So like, what am I doing? Hmm. I've had a lot of, I've had a lot of those moments too. Like, so the audience of this show is a good example, you know, talking about stats, right? Mm-hmm. This show used to have a much more drop heavy audience than it does now. Yeah. Um, now the long tail of this audience of the audience of this podcast is much better, mm-hmm. but I, we don't get the same numbers on drop day anymore. Yeah. Like we get Drop day is and- big. And then the rest of the views come over the next two months. I also wonder with some of the stats and the numbers on things, how much everyone being stuck at home for that year impacted it. Because I think that, you know, it just got flooded. Everyone wanted to make mm-hmm. content, which I think is great we, because we I think people people had all those like pipe dreams and things like that. And I think it offered people a window to do those things. But I think also just the the it got flooded. Mm-hmm. Our audience There's just fell, so much content out our there. Our audience fell during the pandemic by about 40%. I yeah. buy it. I buy it. And it's like 40% of a, of a relatively, I mean, look, we're, we may, in our space, we're obviously a popular podcast. I'm not, you know, this isn't woe is me. But in the reality of things, we are a small podcast, mm-hmm. right? And to drop 40% of your audience mm-hmm. at a time where everyone's at home, mm-hmm. it's like, why isn't anyone listening? Well, it's because they're at home. Right. Right. And and I didn't realize how important that was that people go about their lives and how integral we had become in being in their life mm-hmm. versus, oh, mm-hmm. I'm home. I have nothing else to do. Let me listen to Because We Make. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's just not where people listen to us. So yeah. when people started going back to work, that's when the numbers started coming back. And right. it's like by the, I don't know, yeah, November ish of last year, December of last year our numbers were back to normal and yeah still, but now they're weighted differently. There's not the big spike and it's still a big spike, but there's a much slighter curve Mm -hmm. as the tail continues. And it's like, Oh, okay. So I would have been, if I wasn't paying attention, that drop would have just broke my heart. Yeah. 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 You know, and that's the thing, right? That's, that's probably what it is with YouTube too now. Yeah. I think, I think so. And I, and I think that more than anything, if you're proud of the content you're putting out and you're like, mm-hmm. that is what I wanted to do. The numbers just don't matter. They they really don't. It's just like, whatever. And I, I was having a really cool moment at the slab sale this weekend because I told you, we like opened the door on Friday and there was like a bunch of people that were just so excited to be there. And they're like, Hey, I've been waiting all week for this. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> and I was like, that's it. Like, that's so cool. I don't mm-hmm. like, you know, loyal, you know, if you're, if you're producing, if you're writing short stories or whatever it is that you're doing because you're passionate about it, you'll connect with people mm-hmm. on a much different level than 100%. if you're just pandering to some, yeah. whatever you think people want and, and stuff. And well, you know. what's wild with when I made the change on all this stuff and, and Vincent and I've talked about it, but going from 
the weekly show that was talking about a single creative thought, you know, yeah, that, that area into the storytelling, into that side of things, anything up to this point, I thought I knew about, you know, podcasting and statistics and, and how yeah. it all works. When I got into this, this kind of audio fiction, mm-hmm. um, audio drama space, everything changed. Yeah. And I still don't understand it because <laughs> I get, I, I can see the numbers every day. You know, anytime I look, I can see there's people listening constantly. Yeah. I can't find what episodes they're listening to. And they're going back through catalog way back, yeah. which is cool. People are listening, but because of the nature of what they are, they just let these stories queue up and are like, oh, this one sounds cool. Or, oh, I've got a, a car trip, so I'm going to, you know, save six of these stories somewhere. And then they, they build them up and go and it throws everything about the traditional podcasting yeah. views out the window. It's so different, and I'm still trying to, to get a grasp of that's, it. But. That's one of the reasons that this show, we try to keep it as evergreen as possible mm-hmm. because there's a there's this instinct that that's how people listen to podcasts now. Mm-hmm. They'll grab all your episodes, and they'll go, well, this one sounds interesting, not interested in this guest. Mm-hmm. That's why sometimes we'll have a guest that's a little outside of our normal um, our normal type of guest, and it's like, God, I really hope they give this one a chance because mm-hmm. this person was super interesting right. and it was such a fun conversation. But I also know that there are times where we've had guests where Brooke and I leave the show going, God, that was so much fun. Mm-hmm. That's going to be great. And then the episode hits like a lead balloon because yep. it's like, no, we're not giving that guy a chance. He's not a woodworker, you know? And it's like, yeah, yeah. whatever, yeah, whatever, it's... whatever the case is. Yeah. Yeah. That's how yeah. It, you can just say it. It's when I'm on because I'm not a woodworker. No. <laughs> I, I built my <laughs> desk. But Point I... being, I'm, I'm with you though. I... It's unpredictable, right? You don't yeah. know. Yeah. You never and, know. And I think because you don't know though, it's, it's all the more important to just do what you yep. feel yes. you want to do. Like, like we just dropped the, like I just dropped three youtube videos that i've been working on so hard and i was like so honestly strangely like so much more nervous in a way to yeah. like have them live because i was like no i actually tried on these <laughs> like, I was like, no, this was me trying like i hope right. you know and 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 at the same time it's a weird it's a weird juxtaposition because at the same time i like don't even really care mm-hmm. if people care or not yeah i think but go the- watch if you haven't watched yet listen yes. that's please. the difference between a healthy relationship with your stats and an unhealthy mm-hmm. relationship yeah. You no one anyone who tells you they don't watch your stats is lying. I don't care. You yeah. can't help it. They, you it have it to. dings it face. dings on your phone. So exactly. anyone that's like, I just don't care about the numbers. Yes, I'm like, do. I don't think you tell the truth. It's just it's exactly <laughs> silly but Everyone cares. It's how yeah. it's how much do you react to them that yeah. shows whether you right. care in a healthy way or not, right? Yeah, if yeah. you if somebody if you get a lot of views about one thing, you don't scrap all your plans going forward to do that again Mm -hmm. because that's that's an unhealthy relationship and that's where i think a lot of people get it wrong it's okay to care about your stats yeah Yeah. we're creators we want to know that there's people well well they can be they can be really helpful too there's there's really helpful elements to it as well where if like i think something's so funny and no one reacts to it i'm like okay that wasn't a funny joke brooke okay it's helpful there's a mindset of there's a mindset of if you don't want to create when nobody's watching then you're not a creator and it's like true okay maybe that's true unless you're a ham or a performer or something (laughs) like that in which case you need to be clapped at but at the same time, <laughs> it's like a, a toxic a, cycle. <laughs> there's a pretty good chance though, if you're putting your stuff on YouTube. Yeah. 
you're at least marginally interested in entertaining people. Yes. Yeah. And if absolutely. you're not, so you can't tell me you're putting your stuff on YouTube and then you don't care if anyone's watching. Yes, that's you like do. that's like a comedian right. being like, I don't care if anyone laughs at my jokes. It's like you sound like a horrible comedian. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you don't care because no one's laughing, dude. Right. <laughs> like, no, no, no. I care about telling the joke that I want to tell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting post, perspective there. Post comedy comedians, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. But Vincent, you're, you're. I know you're gonna. Your skin is crawling since I sent you this video earlier of your favorite person in the world. I. Oh, oh. So, but hear me out. I don't know if you watched it, but here's the thing. I didn't get a chance to watch it because he sent it to me while I was yeah. at work. What and I'm kind of glad that you're going to just explain it. Yeah. Now, so what we're talking to. about is the gist of this video. So Jack Conte, the found, uh, founder of Patreon, Vincent cannot stand him. I, I, I know stand the man. <laughs> he's right up there. I don't know who's worse for Vincent, Gary V, Jack Conti. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's, I didn't it's know a, you had a list like this. Vincent. It's a, it's a tie. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But anyways, the gist of this video was talking about as a creative, when to fit, you know, how do you know when you're finished versus mm-hmm. publishing? And yeah. he, he goes on and he's kind of talking about, look, it's not as a creator, you are never going to finish that art piece. Cause it's not like a football game where the no. clock hits zero and there's a clear winner and a clear loser and it's over. And he talks about, you know, he gives examples of all these people, uh, you know, like I'm trying to think who he gave Woody Allen has 50 films or whatever it is. And all these people that have done so many videos and all these podcast episodes and all this stuff. And that's what it's about is really just choosing to do it, do something yeah. you're, you're proud of and putting it out there and just publishing it because you yeah. know, you're not looking at it as a, a live or die with that one single video or that one single episode yeah. of, a, of a show. It's it's about the it's overarching, the, yeah. yeah, the overarching process. I I, I I relate with that a lot. And yeah. I've also always, this is, oh, this is me opening up, guys. Uh-oh. I've also always had a really difficult relationship with um, coming across like I'm trying mm. my whole life. Like, I hate seeming like I'm trying. Mm. <gasps> Even when you, even when you are, which is the grand irony of it. Yeah. Even when I am, I I hate it. I like, I had, it's like, I was like, oh, you know, like whatever I just tried. And I think, I think it's like, I think there's something about that, that like clicking publish or clicking post or whatever, Mm -hmm. when you're like, yeah, but it's not the best it could be or whatever. And wanting to just seem like effortlessly great at things Mm -hmm. and whatever. I don't know. It just, it all interacts in a weird, strange way that can be challenging this is where the imposter syndrome starts to kick in for a lot of people because you know you you're putting content out there and we've talked about it with a lot of creators but the the idea that if you're putting content out you're treating yourself as an expert and the reality is i'm not i think i think that viewers that have never made content themselves look at making content online and i don't know that unless you've made a youtube video before you don't necessarily understand that a video is a medium in itself Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm not making a YouTube video because I'm just so good at woodworking or whatever mm-hmm. it is. It's like, I'm making a video because I want to make a video. I, right. I could, I could have just made this in my garage and not shared it, but I, I like making videos, right? I like editing. I like entertaining people. I like making people laugh. I like making people think whatever. And, you know, so I think for, for a consumer that has never produced it themselves, they're mm-hmm. not necessarily going to understand that subtlety. What's interesting well, is that I, sounded I've... condescending. Like, I think it's easy to maybe not to overlook that subtlety that's i like that word i feel i feel the same way which is why i take so many pictures of stuff when i make it even if Mm -hmm. like i don't really video my processes ever but you know my content creation for me is you know this podcast 
mm-hmm. know, I post stuff on my Instagram feed a lot and I post a lot in my stories. Yeah. I, I put when I'm in on shop days, my stories are generally constant going like, Oh, here's what I'm working on. This is what I did. Yeah. yeah. Not me doing the thing because it's no. like, I'm not, I'm not interested in doing that half, anymore. Like, half, half the time I'm filming myself doing something. It's not when I actually did it. Yeah. I, I have to do it again because like my posture isn't going to be able to show the thing I'm trying to show in a frame. Like, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, it's, it's the not, back it's of not Brooke's head rather than what she's working right. on. Right. I'm like, I'm going to be like hunched over something and the camera won't be able to see what I'm doing. Like, and, and so you have to like reshoot it and things like that. And that's not people lying to the camera, whatever. It's like you sit it, there. It's like, a, that's just, I'm making a video. Yeah. It's folks. like you sit there with a bunch of pieces of something. And then the next shot is you doing the thing that you just showed sitting there on the table. Like we've yeah. all had those moments, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Like, Oh, and then I laser engraved it. Unlike the previous shot where it was sitting next to me, laser engraved. You know, right. I've done that. I have done that right. thing. And it's like, yeah, it's just the way yeah. it is. Actually, Vincent, you watched the video that I put out the first episode. And you were like, that looks like such a fun weekend. <laughs> and do you remember what I said to you? I don't. I'm sorry. Oh, I was like, I was like, that was shot over like three months. Oh, right. right, right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You did. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, those three, those three days. This yeah. is a little inside this baseball for the people episode, that. Episode one for those who watched. This was so I watched this video Saturday morning. Was it mm-hmm. Saturday morning when you sent you it? To saw me? it? No. I think you Thursday saw it morning. Like, yeah, probably Thursday morning. I think it was. Yeah, that's what it was. It was one morning because I was right before work, and then we talked about it before I left for work. That's what it was. And I'm watching the video. I'm like, damn, that's a fun week. That's a fun weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's what you said. And, yeah, that's right. I do remember you saying this. Like, yeah, that was like three months of footage yeah. and just from just assembling things together into a coherent storyline. I'm like, right. damn, that was impressive. Then, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was I, good. It was really good. I think. I think the the trick for content creation. I think the trick for content creation for most people is you don't have to be a content creator that creates on a certain platform. Mm-hmm. Right. I feel like there's enough variation where you can find what you're good at and what you enjoy doing and yep. find a place to do it where you're comfortable doing it. You know, I think if you're into short form, there's two good options for doing short form three. If you count YouTube shorts, but debatable. Yeah. TikTok. A- TikTok's a good option. If you want to just put content out and it's short form, whatever mm-hmm. reels. Look, you get it. You'll reels are they are what they are. They're not going anywhere. They're going to be around for the next 50 years. So, you know, and if you want to do longer form content, there's YouTube. If you want to mm-hmm. do podcasts, there's anchor and Podbean. you know, if whatever content you want to create, if you have the bug, it's not hard to get started. I just said at the beginning of this episode, mm-hmm. you know, I had the idea for this show on Monday. I recorded episode zero on Tuesday and on Wednesday I had a fully fledged podcast in the feed. And the following week I had Dave on as episode one. Yeah. You know, it's not, it doesn't take a lot to get this kind of stuff done. You know, you no, can and, just, and then just you've had to it. rely on this crutch ever since. I know. <laughs> the crutch, Dave, the crutch swag. Wow. They were giving you a hard time. Wow. That, that week on, on making our way, that was fun. Yeah. But yeah, that was laughing so hard when they said that. I'm like, oh, now I feel guilty even going on. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's what you get for betraying yeah. the show. Well, Dave. you know, okay. I, I was on a, a go visit my friends on my uh, photography podcast with Street Shots Photography. <laughs> Talk photography now and then. I come visit you guys. I, I come visit Making Our Way. I, I, I make the rounds. Ooh. You know what? Before we get into things of the week, speaking of photography, mm. um, I have to tell you this because this is actually really cool. Yeah. So Henry Davis... Um, of H T oh boy. Um, Henry H T one metalwork. Sorry. Brain fart. Um, he sent me and 
this dude is just what what a mensch what a mensch he sent me all of his old photography equipment oh wow okay so and amongst it was i mean it's just lenses and filters and Mm -hmm. all this cool stuff and it is he sent me something i've always wanted and now i own one and i am so beyond excited to finally own one he sent me a canon a1 oh nice i am so unbelievably excited to put film in this thing and shoot with it yeah like it's just it's an old school for those of you that have never seen it there were two Mm -hmm. canon cameras that were kind of like the 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 iconic camera uh, the iconic Canon film camera. It's the mm-hmm. AE1 and the A1. Those were the two cameras that everyone talks about. If they want an old Canon camera, these are the ones they want. Yep. And he also sent me a Rebel 2000. Which, nice. So I have a Rebel. Forgot the other. I have a film Rebel. It's mm-hmm. not this one. So now I have another film Rebel. Yeah. And I have a Canon A1. And the A1 is just. Is it's it silver or black? Black. So okay. it's professional. You know, as we discussed. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. but it's just so cool. And I, I am so grateful and I am, I am going to get all this stuff out, um, and start shooting with it. Cause I really do want to start shooting film. That's something I've always wanted to do. And I finally have a variety of cameras and lenses now that I can shoot film with. And well, I'm very excited. I've never done it myself, uh, in terms of what I'm about to tell you, but from what I'm told, it's very easy to do. So if you start shooting film and want to develop your own at home and mm-hmm. save a ton of money, Mm-hmm. Let me know and I'll get you some info because it's very simple to do. Yeah, if you do uh, black and white, it is really, really, well, really easy. Well, even color, like. there's a few things out there now that I have, I have a lot of friends that shoot film. And, and there's some different processes you can do that are super, super easy. Oh, that's cool. And the, the worst part about it is the dust when you're scanning your prints. Yeah. Because it's just a problem. You're, you're going to have to deal with a lot of Photoshop and, and cloning and stuff. But I've never developed my my own. I've wanted to because I have... My Nikon FA, a 35 millimeter film. I have my uh, Mamiya C330 Pro, the TLR. Uh, it's a, you ever seen the cameras where they hold it like a box and they look down mm-hmm. into it? It's got the two lenses mm-hmm. on the front. Uh, it's medium format. Yep. Um, so square, you look down. Little you, square pieces of film. Yep. Yep. You look down in there and everything's reversed upside down and backwards. So aiming it, framing is a, a skill in itself because you you make a movement thinking you're going to do one thing and you're doing the opposite and it's upside down it's crazy but my my lab that i was having developed stuff closed down and i know i could ship it off there's a, a bunch of really good places but it's expensive so i've thought if i'm going to do it i'm going to i'm going to develop my own and scan it i've got a nice scanner so i'm very spoiled yeah in that i have one of the largest well uh, most popular film yeah. develop one of the most popular camera stores in the New Jersey in the state of New Jersey mm-hmm. is in town walking distance from my house. Yeah. So and you like, can do that. Yeah. I, I will do that initially, but mm-hmm. yes, that is the, the, cause they give you, they do both. They give you free digital with, every, with all your yep. development. Yeah. So it's like, okay, if they're just going to do it for me, then that's, but I do want to learn how to do black and white development. Yeah. Cause I think that's cool. Like honing your process and getting yep. your punchy ass contrast. Cause that's what I really like. I like really punchy contrast mm-hmm. in black and white. Yeah. Yep. Um, that hardcore gritty street look. I really like yeah. that kind of stuff. So I'm very excited. So that's Henry awesome, Davis, though. thank you so much. He, he messaged me last weekend and he's like, Hey, I, I wanted to, I want to send something to you. Would you be interested? He goes, I have, you know, I have two film cameras and a whole bunch of stuff. He goes, I'm just going to throw it in a box and send it to you. I just need your address. I'm like, 
oh my god yes <laughs> and he goes he goes yeah one of them is a canon a1 and i was like yeah. oh yes oh yeah 100 percent, yes 100 percent, yes so mm-hmm. yeah it's it's really cool um i have the stuff i went through it they USPS did a, their usual bang up job for me and they just left it on the front steps of the house I live in <laughs> sure. and it was a rainstorm. So yes. I brought everything in and my, my whole living room had a puddle of water in it because all the boxes mm. were just filled with water. So Ish. some of the bags didn't make it, but all the equipment was dry. So Perfect. that's fine. Perfect. Um, yeah. So that is, yeah, Henry, Thank you so much, man. And there are pictures coming. I will get to use it this summer. I promise. Mm-hmm. Um, now let's get on to our uh, things of the week because uh, Dave had a few of them. He mentioned he mentioned a book earlier, so we know about that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to give you two books, two book recommendations. Okay. Two, they are two of – I've only had three five-star reads this whole year. These Ooh. are two of my favorites. The okay. first one is a dark fantasy it's called Winter Set Hollow, and you guys at home can't see it, but the cover is so cool. Everything else that's a, that's um, some cool art. It's very cool, and it's basically the gist of it. Uh, I'll just read the back for you real quick. Everyone has wanted their favorite book to be real, if only for a moment. Everyone has wished to meet their favorite characters, if only for a day. But be careful in that wish, for even a history laid in ink can be repaid in flesh and blood, and reality is far deadlier than fiction, especially on Addington Isle. So it's basically taking if you've ever seen like Wind in the Willows, um, the old you know storybook and in cartoons, or Winnie the Pooh, these animals that are famous stories from the, this fictional Winterset Hollow book, and twisting it into a dark horror um, fantasy fairy tale. It is so good. It's not like not like Friday the Thirteenth kind of horror. I mean, this is. A little different. It feels like a just a dark fairy tale. It is so good. And okay. the author's name is Jonathan Edward Durham. It's one that I will tell everyone to read. Did you do a short story from him in no. on Faded Words? Nope. He's he's young. He's probably younger than me, I think. That he, name sounds a, familiar. Yeah, this is a brand new uh author. It's it's what's kind of cool is it's kind of like an indie published author too, which it's not awesome. Not put out by some massive, you know, thing. He's he's very, very good. The, the book is fantastic. Just beautiful oh, writing and so good. The other one is a classic that many of us all had to read back in school, and I hadn't read since I was a kid. Um, and I decided to go back into it. It's only like 140 pages or something like that. And it is the classic book, The Outsiders, from S.E. Hinton. Oh. Yeah. And one that, as a kid, I read because it was homework. Never <laughs> found anything special in it. And reading it as an adult now, I mean, like I said, early 40s, Man, is it amazing, especially when I come to find out, and I never knew this until just this time when I read it a few weeks back, she was only 16 years old when she wrote that. What? And that is crazy that someone, the the, the life lesson that she was portraying in those characters mm. is so deep for a 16-year-old to think of. It just blew my mind. Damn. And so that's that's my two recommendations, my, my how, two things of the week for you. How close how close is the book to the movie? Because I just want to point out, mm-hmm. I had never seen the movie until you told me I had to see the movie. I, yeah. I think you were talking about it on one of your shows. Mm-hmm. You mentioned it, and I'm like, I've never seen that movie ever. Yep. 
And at that point, Beth said, okay, that's what we're watching this weekend. <laughs> you have to see this movie. It's amazing. Yeah. And God damn, it was amazing. It's I, an amazing movie. I can't tell you how close it is because I haven't seen the movie since I had to read it in school also. But I know it has a massive cast. I mean, it's we're, incredible. We're talk- the yeah. cast is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, just Matt like, Dillon, uh, Ralph Macchio. Yeah. Rob yeah. Lowe is in it. C. Yeah. Thomas Howell's in it. Like, yeah. it's just, it's a who's who. Yeah, so. I, I remember enjoying the film much more than a book when I was a kid, having to read this in school. But this book, it's a short read. I mean, it took me like a day and a half. It's not, it's not much. It's hundred and something pages, but it is just so good, you know. And and you realize the fact she was sixteen years old, putting that kind of wisdom into these characters, just absolutely blew my mind. It's kind of crazy. I had yeah. no idea, and that that is mind boggling. Yeah. So. so those are my my things of the week. Good ones. Very good ones. <laughs> you always bring good Multiple. stuff. Multiple. Right, always, right. This is your, let's see, so this is your was 150. That means this is your sixth time on the show. So you've had at least, well, no, you. we only started doing things the mm-hmm. week now. So you've probably had about eight to ten things of the week over the years, which is yeah. pretty damn cool. You always yeah. bring it. I like it. I do my best. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't bring a good book you would literally lose all the credibility of being <laughs> yeah, the, right. the guy well like, i was i was really struggling what to think of i'm like geez i've been so busy all i've been doing is reading and running with the kids and into school and all this stuff and i don't know what i got and i'm like dummy i i write these reviews let me just recommend a couple <laughs> awesome books don't, yeah. don't overthink this right i really yeah. like this winter set hollow one i'm actually going to check Ooh, i'm actually probably so going to check that out um i might actually read it and don't but I'll read it on the Kindle. It's read Vincent Kindle. reads. Yeah, it's not scary. I know it says it's dark and horror. It's not scary. Like give you nightmares. Scary. It's not it scary. Is... Ask Dave if he's okay. Scary. No, no. It's it's definitely just like <laughs> I don't know. I want to see it so badly in like a, a film or series format. It is so good. I loved it so much. Cool, Brooke. Your, okay. Your thing of the week. My thing of the week this week is called a doc case mm-hmm. and it's a Kickstarter that was purchased for me because if anyone follows our content, even a little bit, namely on Instagram, you know that I have a knack for crashing my computers because I, I, you know, I work on my computer often. I do digital design and then I'll be doing like video editing and like graphic design and things like that. And I, and it just, whatever I store, I'm very bad at managing storage on my computers and things like that. So as of this fall, I work almost exclusively on external hard drives now because I've had enough. I've just had enough meltdowns. From, from this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, something needs to change. But anyway, so I work on, on external hard drives and it's basically a case that holds your external hard drive and you can soup it up up to um, like eight terabytes of storage mm-hmm. <laughs> if you want to. Um, and it's really, really secure. It's like supposed to be nice and like indestructible so that's good it has like temp monitoring and things like that i don't know i'm not good at talking about computer stuff to to fully express why this is the <laughs> coolest thing ever but it's like the coolest thing ever after they you have, know using it for like a day but they have a few of these cases so they're basically cases you could put an nvme drive in yeah um and what's really cool about it is that they make one that also has a battery in it so a lot of times where a hard drive will crash is if power suddenly gets cut to a drive, particularly an external drive, yeah. and the head just smashes into a platter, mm-hmm. or it doesn't do a complete write cycle. 
this will detect power loss and then feed power to the drive just yeah. so it can safely shut down, which is it also it has a digital display too, so you can like monitor the health of your hard drive mm-hmm. actively. So you're not like suddenly surprised by something either. Yeah. You know exactly what's up yeah, this <laughs> before is, there's this a kaboom is, moment. This is a really, really cool piece of technology. They have another piece. They have something else. I was looking at their site before we started the show, and they have another thing that's like a USB-C, basically a central hub that mm-hmm. has like HDMI and USB-A and a card reader and an Ethernet and all this stuff. And I'm like, because I just got that Surface Laptop Studio, and all it's got is two USB-C ports. And yeah. Like, Damn it. Oh, <laughs> This is slick. Yeah, I also silly little thing, but it has like a dongle for getting into the new MacBook or a typical USB port. Yeah, too. the it's cable just like right is, on there. Yep, Beautiful. it's built into it, so you have USB A and know, USB C. Those are the little things when you're working and you're you know being creative for a living. Those little hurdles that if you can just <laughs> eliminate those little hurdles of moments of frustration to getting your idea to something, yep, make all the difference in the world. So yep. I'm loving even just that little element of this little gizmo it's it's a it's it's really cool i'm actually gonna i feel order bad even calling it a gizmo it's like not a gizmo it's like awesome so i carry <laughs> around i carry around this USB-C, um, usb c um usb 3.0 ssd yeah um it's a, i had an extra usb um i had an extra ssd i threw it in this case and it's got an integrated cable it's great i love yeah. this thing but i have a spare 512 nvme drive in a drawer ah. and this it'll fit right in here and that's yeah. a lot smaller that's the size of a pack it's, of chewing gum it's made, really but. small i like that yeah. as well mm-hmm. so. yep so i'm gonna probably pick one of these up and put that drive in there and that's gonna be what i carry around instead of the other yeah. drive now so yeah and then hmm. we can compare notes see how see how it's working for both of us good wreck very good very wreck. good and um, michael kind of gets credit for that one because he found it i was just the recipient <laughs> of I was just looking for one of these for a friend at work. So I'm going to send this to her also oh, cool. and tell her she needs to buy it. In fact, I might mm. buy it for her, set it up for her <laughs> and then go, oh yeah, this is cool. Okay. I'll buy it for myself now. So. <laughs> the, test run. the test run. You know, it's one of the great things about being the IT guy is I get to order stuff for yeah. work and give it to people at <laughs> work and then see how it is. So. Right. Good one. This is the dock case. Um, I'll I'll have the link. There's a couple of models, but I'll have the yeah. link. Yeah, you, you need to notes. you need to check it out and figure out which one would work for you and what you need. But there's options in there. Plenty of options, and mm. yeah, this is a good one. I like it. Okay, um, my thing of the week is a person. I always I always <laughs> say that makes me uncomfortable calling a person my thing of the week. But you do it so often. So I do. I do. I end up picking people very often um, because I like people that are doing really cool stuff and. I can't remember who it was, and somebody will tell me, I'm sure. Somebody told me about this woman and her work on um, on a prior episode, um, and I've been following her ever since, and her stuff is just mind-blowing. Her name is Stacy Lee Weber. She's an artist in the Philadelphia area, and she does crazy stuff. Like, she does, so she will embroider... She embroiders like currency to change the look of it. So she'll like put like clown makeup on George Washington on a $1 bill or she'll do she'll do crazy coin art. Now, I don't know how many people in this audience have actually ever used a jewelry saw, but if you've never used a jewelry saw, it's quite an experience Mm -hmm. and you know how difficult it is. It's very difficult. Like imagine for woodworkers, imagine a coping saw that breaks a thousand times more. 
right? Mm. Because breaking blades is just a known thing with a jewelry. So it just happens. And she uses it to cut. Basically she has art installations where she cuts the heads out of hundreds and thousands of coins and just, it's it's just an inc- it's incredible. It's mind boggling what she manages to do with coins as a medium and money as a medium. She's super duper talented, and she's also really nice. Like I've chatted with her on Instagram, and she deserves a million more followers. She has forty three thousand followers on Instagram. She deserves forty three million followers on Instagram. Her stuff is that incredible. So, if you've ever tried to work with a jewelry saw. And you see what she does, she will shame you into doing better. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's really it's really impressive what she does. And I, I really like her stuff. And one day I will get her on this podcast. I will get her on. In fact, after I tag her here, maybe she'll go, okay, fine, I'll do your stupid show. Okay? <laughs> you just, you just, keep, just keep brown nosing. Until- That's what I do. Right. That's what I do. Somebody else noticed like, oh, yeah, once someone's thing of the week, it's only a few weeks before they're on the show. We see how you operate. It's like, that's not the reason I make it my thing of the week. It's just so it just works out. Just that how way. it happens. Right. Yeah. You know what else works out well? What works out well? When people donate to the show in a financial way. And the list this week includes Dave from Atomic Airship Works, Ed from Ed's Clocks and More, Chris from Full Steam Designs, Jeff Stein, a.k.a. a weird guy, Joey from JH Custom Woodcraft, Dean Duplantis of Making Our Way, Tony Langer from Langer Works, Jake from Make With Jake, Big Al Schultz, who's not as big anymore. Haha, <laughs> get the joke, Al. Big Al Schultz <laughs> from New York Woodworks, Justin Ofler of Bear Maked, Greg from Platte Valley Woodworks, Andrew Richard of Andrew Richard Makes, Kellen Hazlip of Kellen Makes, David from Southern Style DIY, Jeff the Weekend DIYer, Henry Davis from HT1 Metalworks, Austin Saunders the High Caliber Craftsman, and Matthew, new Matthew, the wooden mustache, a new person yeah. on the list. So welcome yeah. aboard, Matthew. Um, He's cool. He we made... met him. He, he came to the slab sale. Woohoo! Yep. Figures on Saturday, right? I would have met him, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. No, of no, course. he came on Friday. Okay, I've, see, I've met him came, before. Everyone I, I would have known before, came but... on Friday, so it's perfect. It's yeah. better that way. It all <laughs> um, worked out how it was supposed to. Um, if you, In case you might have noticed, that list is a little bit shorter than it usually is. And the reason is I went back through um, Buy Me a Coffee. And if your membership is active, that's who's been read. I was previously just reading anyone who had ever donated. If you are an active member and I did not read your name, I apologize. Send us an email through the contact form at becausewemake.com and I will rectify that situation immediately. Um, and if your name got taken off the list, I'm not mad. I'm really not. <laughs> In fact, this is your opportunity to get back on the list. So <laughs> we just we just have only so much time and Yeah. We realized the list was just getting out of control. Long. It's like, okay, <laughs> we have to like scale it back a little bit. So but it's, seriously, if if you're still an active member and I've missed your name on the list, yeah, then yell please yell at us. It's fine. Give a yeah, give us a shout. I'll make sure it gets fixed. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you can't support the show financially, or if you've stopped supporting the show financially for some <laughs> reason, um, then you can, of course, leave a review for the show, um, spread the show, share it, whatever you do to share the show and get more people to listen. We really, really do appreciate it because that does help us get really cool guests and keep the show going. Speaking of really cool guests, Dave, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, my friend. As always, same here. I, I look forward to this. You know, it, it feels like sometimes these 25 episodes, like just a blink of an eye, they're gone. And then the other times it's like, man, it's been a while. When is it coming? Yeah. This, will be the, this will be the long wait till Thanksgiving. This is one that yeah. always feels long. But this it's it's, it's weird because I actually I don't Brooke, you don't know this, but my messages to Dave is like, I just send him a date. 
like you're, you're up I, i'll just send him a date like you're up june 6th and it's like yeah. okay what <laughs> cool we're good <laughs> like, I, I always, knows? it's interesting you say it's the long wait to thanksgiving because the first half of the year i feel like always goes so fast because we're already halfway through 2022 yeah, i know i've got this thing this problem though it's been this way my whole life i i hunt i i love the outdoors and from january through about may is long in minnesota just is yeah because snow is here till then and then we get to summer and summer flies by until about the fourth of july i have my birthday and father's day and all this stuff our, our wedding anniversary all this stuff happening right at the end of june when's your birthday um what is today on the because because based on what you just said it's pretty it's pretty close yeah about 14 days on the on the 20th okay okay and happy uh, birthday on the 20th <laughs> well thank you and so i i have all this stuff and then fourth of july hits and then there's nothing going on the rest of the summer yeah. and i don't like the heat i'm not built for summer and so it's just this slog until fall which is my favorite and so that takes forever to come. And then I get into hunting seasons and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden it's Thanksgiving. So it's like, ugh. Yeah. but this stretch through the end of summer. Oh, it takes it's <laughs> it's pure torture for me. Well, it, the good part is that you don't we don't have to add to your torture by dragging you kicking and screaming no. onto this show. <laughs> no, I, I, it's always a pleasure to come on. I enjoy it. And I, I always, you know, Vincent, we've talked about how many times and, and people will give me crap about it because. I don't make stuff like you guys. Uh-huh. I mean, I've made, like I said earlier, I made the desk I'm podcasting from. I've got bookshelves I've made. I've made things, but I'm not like a woodworker. I'm not someone well, doing it. I just do stuff because it, I want something or it looks interesting. But that's that's making dude. Yeah, makers I, and creatives. Yeah, and, yep. and I'm why would you what we do? <laughs> exactly, and I'm I'm the outlier that that tagline is based on. I feel like, like <laughs> we have to say that because we have Dave on every now and then. <laughs> no, no, it's it's, it's fun it, though. It was a conscious it was a conscious effort because I didn't want to stomp on your show by call, by yeah. doing creatives but i also wanted to bring makers into the fold a little bit because i oh, had yeah. a few connections well, think, in the community yeah. yeah and it's like okay well that's why I, I will say that i think that's what makes us you know it's weird because we know a lot of people doing podcasts yeah. and all of us are doing very different podcasts yeah, yeah. very very different podcasts right. and it's like wow i can listen to clamp i can listen to making our way and i can listen to because we make and I may hear the same guest on all three, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be the same conversation on all three because all of them are just very different podcasts. Right. And it's it's kind of cool. It's like, yeah, there's plenty of room on on in this space. Oh yeah. For a lot of people. Yep. You know? Well, and the brand new one, uh, Dave Dave Bauer. Dave Bauer, yeah. He's yeah. got his brand new show. Which um, is yeah. kind of crazy because it's like yeah. just out of nowhere, here comes Dave Bauer. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And that's awesome. <laughs> Super I, excited for him. Yeah. Yeah. He's yep. he's he did a, the the last episode with Patty from Brooklyn was yep. really really I've been aware of Patty but I had not been that aware of Patty and I ended up leaving that episode like this woman is freaking awesome mm-hmm. so many so, cool people out yeah. there yeah. I think that's what's I think that's what's happening though like you know it's like you know we may all have Dave on like all the people that we all know each other we'll all have Dave on. And then somebody will get somebody's like, wait, who's that? Like that's, yeah. you know, we all know each other. It's kind of a little circle. Yep. And then someone steps into the circle. And it's like, <laughs> oh, true. you've discovered someone new. It's Let's true. look them up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Time to start doing the research. I want to know who this person is. I want to know everything they do. They make puppets. That's amazing. You know, yeah. it's like. 
cool stuff. So yeah, yeah, Dave's we're gonna get Dave on um once he got a couple episodes under his belt to promote the show. But the show is called Making Problems to Solve, which I actually have a t-shirt that also says yeah. Making Problems to Solve, which is kind of cool that he made the shirts, got everyone to wear them, and then branded his podcast with the same name. Very <laughs> slick, Dave. It yep. was all a plot. We understand <laughs> how it works. <laughs> But also, I just found out um, this past week that July 3rd, Jimmy is doing his um, his 4th of July. Th- I know July 3rd, he's doing his 4th of July thing, but he's doing that yeah. again. So if you're going to be in East Durham, uh, hit me up. Let me know because I'm yeah. looking forward to it. I also would really greatly encourage. I mean, I'm not going to be there. We have family obligations that week. But um, if you are a listener and you've ever been like, oh, I want to go to these like maker events or like, go. oh, it's kind of awkward. Like, I'm going to be so awkward and weird. Go like just go. go. You won't regret it. Half the people there are awkward and weird, too. I say that in a loving way. And like, it's just you won't regret doing it. I like you... that you think only half of them are awkward and weird. We're I was going to say all, but I didn't want to like well, be, make that strong of a statement, you know, right. I'll- I'll just put it this way for anyone who's worried about being the odd person out or not. I went there alone last year and had the most amazing time. You will. You'll have the best time. Yeah. You'll make friends. It'll be great. Our first one, there was like an alleyway that Michael and I went to the first time that was just like a bunch of people standing in silence, like the introverts just like recharging before going into the room with all the people. Like (laughs) it's an amazing group of people (laughs) that are very like-minded. Yeah. So anyway, I highly encourage you to just, just do it and and push yourself out of your comfort zone and give it a go. Just, just trust me. Cause I, I was driving up there I was driving up <laughs> like there and like having second sweats. thoughts. Every time I passed an exit, I contemplated g- getting off, yeah. turning around and coming back south again. And I didn't. And when I pulled up, I was the first person there. And you were like, no. I was like, God, no, not me. <laughs> not the first person. And thank thank God I Jimmy saw me before I could run. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, I'm telling oh, you, man. it's not. I, I look. I'm promising anyone who wants to go, mm. barring some catastrophic circumstances, I will be there again yeah. because I had such a good time last year. Seek me out. I will guide you. Yeah, to yeah, the yeah. People I know. We'll be the safe person. I'll be your safe person. I'll wear a safety pin so you know it's me. And <laughs> You'll be wearing you his could... fancy socks for workouts. Uh, yes. No, I'm not. No, the socks don't. <laughs> not, get worn. not not in Durham. Yeah. No. no a special no. a special workout outfit. I I mean I I personally think definitely yes. Vincent, but I should show up in full workout attire and yeah. just not even mention it, just like yeah. not acknowledge it, just go on like nothing's that's going how on. the true fit people do it. It's just what right. they wear. It's that leisure, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm always ready for a good workout, ready to get my pump on. Doesn't matter the circumstances, do it. Did you get a BBL? No, it's my Lululemon workout pants. <laughs> and on that shocking image. Anyway. <laughs> and out. We have a great week, everybody. We'll be back next week. Um, we do have a guest lined up, and it's a really cool one. And it's probably someone you wouldn't expect to hear on this podcast. So there's your little teaser. All we'll right. We'll talk to you then. Bye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody.